Finages. Lawyers claim the airline bears responsibility because the alleged victims were assaulted by First Officer Simon Wood while on stopovers. 54-year-old Mr Wood from Potter's Bar died when he was hit by a train in August last year after being charged with various child sex offences. An inquest is due to be held into his death. The Bank of England is preparing to announce some of the toughest restrictions on bankers' pay anywhere in the world. It's expected the bank will change its code of conduct for city pay to make it possible to claw back bonuses up to seven years after they're awarded. Milton Keynes Council say there's been a surge of homeless people needing bed and breakfast accommodation. Last year, the authority was exposed as the worst outside London for housing families in B&Bs beyond the legal limit. More from Tony Fisher. The council seen a 27% increase in a fortnight this month in the number of households in B&B. It's also seen a 50% increase in homelessness interviews in a week, which it puts down to families being evicted from private rented housing. The council, which is spending £4 million on new council homes, says it's now arranged eight hostel rooms and 11 new housing association homes. Plans to make Britain a centre for new research into driverless cars will be announced by the government this morning. The proposals include measures to allow the vehicles to be tested on British British roads from next year. Milton Keynes has already been earmarked to test driverless pods. Residents in Leighton Buzzard are reporting incidents of being spat at by young men in a white van. Locals say they've been called over to the vehicle, asked for directions and then spat at. Spraying people with water guns, spitting in their faces, throwing eggs at people. Kind of disappointed because it just feels like, you know, it's not a very nice place to live lately. You know, when people are going around doing things like that to the people, it's not nice. In sport, Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock has won gold at the Commonwealth Games as part of the victorious England team and Watford have made their ninth summer signing with Nigerian striker Odion Igalo joining on loan from Italian sister club Udinese. The weather, another warm and sunny day, maximum temperature 24 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. There's a good community spirit. It's quite a big town, so it's not like a little village. It's all about where you live. Wonderful, full of friendly people, real community spirit. And all this week, we're featuring Harpenden. I don't think there's any particular part that I really dislike. Harpenden is a really friendly community and town. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. show fat doctors do they set a bad example bedford hospital to face well rather significant downgrades and spitting at people imagine your your van pulls over asks you for directions to i don't know the local swimming pool and as you're bending down you say right what you do is you go up here spitting in your face white van drivers in Leighton Buzzard we are coming after you 08459 455 555 across beds, hearts and bucks this is BBC Three Counties Radio 40 years ago we lost Mama Cass <gasps> wonderful Mama Cass so let's have a little bit of her shall we 
that but that's that that'll do that's very nicely i wasn't expecting that voice at all now uh, it's the news that we have suspected and it's been hinted at for a while and local campaigners have certainly feared it bedford hospital could be permanently downgraded leaving it without any maternity services or any beds at all on site. That's according to documents seen by uh, BBC Three Counties. On top of this, the woman overseeing a review of the services, Dr Diane Bell, who we spoke to a few weeks ago, 
We were hoping to speak to her today, but she's left her post yesterday. Slap bang in the middle of the process. And our political reporter, Paul Scoynes, joins me now. Paul, how do we know about the possible downgrading of the hospital? Well, these are documents, Ian, that were uh, part of a a stakeholder forum by the the group which oversees those services, the Clinical Commissioning Group in Bedford, just last week. Uh, The press wasn't allowed to attend it, um, but the tables which have now been published clearly show these five options which have been uh, sort of picked from a, a possible 14 and what they also do is score those five options and the two which score highest uh, both include uh, a downgrade of services at Bedford Hospital. And they score significantly high, isn't it? Seven and six are the two highest, and I think the others are w- one, three and one? That's quite right, yeah. absolutely. So the, the two options uh, really do sort of show that, uh, that, that they involve major cuts across both services, uh, including ends to maternity and children's services in the town. Uh, and that would effectively mean that there would be no more births in Bedford, uh, while one of the two would mean the removal of all beds from Bedford Hospital too with no inpatient care Um, what is interesting is that both of those two models do seem to show that Milton Keynes would then remain as is more or less maybe even improve in some areas Um, we've spoken to Ian Thomas, who's the local branch secretary at Unison, one of the unions, uh, uh, obviously, which has uh, concerned interest in this. He was at the meeting in Bedford last week. He says local people are very concerned. We're obviously wanting to bring this to the fore, and we have actually got a public meeting confirmed for Tuesday, August the 5th, in the, in the Bedford Town Centre, to bring the concern to the community, let alone uh, as stakeholders, which we all are, um, to high profile what actually the concerns are and try and get the message over to the local populace as to what it actually means Bedford. And the Mayor of uh, Bedford, Dave Hodgson, who uh, comes on the show very often to talk about this, I I would imagine he's very concerned. He is indeed. He's coming on a bit later on to talk to us about it. He says that he's fought off uh, efforts to strip out those vital services from Bedford over many years. He's condemned these plans. He says they're a devastating plan for local patients, saying that they leave Bedford Hospital facing a future with no births, no beds, forcing young children, the elderly, he says, and the seriously ill to travel long distances to access vital services. Meanwhile, Diana Blackman, who's from Health Watch, which gives the sort of public view about uh, local health services, quite close in some stages, uh, instances, sorry, to the CCG, but a critical friend, if you like, she insists that people will understand that change has to happen. People do get upset with change, and change is worrying for many people, but I think people will understand that change has to happen because services have to be be delivered in a better way, particularly health services across Bedfordshire. And it's important that people say how they would like those services delivered in the future. Now, this Dr Diane Bell, uh, mm. who um, was, she was the woman in charge, uh, what exactly was she in charge of and why has she left? Well, she was uh, running the CCG, which right. is, uh, this, well, she was director, sorry, of strategy and system redesign at the CCG, so she was in charge of this review. And we spoke to her on this show about this, didn't we? Yeah. And, and we got lots of um, um, management speak, shall we say, I think. Yes. Well, it, the, yeah, that was at the beginning of this month, mm. and she... Um, she told you really just the sort of the fact that the consultation was still open we're still looking into things um there's no word why she's resigned uh or indeed sort of what the reasons are that you know she has gone but it does seem i suppose odd timing during the process of this um also her counterpart in milton Keynes, Jeannie ablett uh who was the sort of um director of the uh 
CCG there, she's gone too. So she's been replaced by somebody else internally. Um, so you would think that these are two key people within yeah. the process who, who've gone now. Um, now, that report needs to be looked at by stakeholders and the governing body uh, before being considered and a decision going to consultation. So you could argue that there's still quite a way to go uh, and that, uh, you know, her departure is not going to uh, interfere too much with that process. Um, but it was only last week uh, uh, after that meeting uh, with the stakeholders that we weren't allowed to go to that we did speak to her as a station and she told us that there will be an A&E service in some form in all of the options for Bedford Hospital but uh, admitted that they were looking at obstetrics and paediatrics closely. The differences between the options are uh, around what else is and isn't present around A&E. Each option as well as A&E also includes outpatients and diagnostic services uh, and and then we're looking at um, what happens with emergency surgery and specialist care, what happens with obstetrics and paediatrics as well. Paul, thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, indeed, if you want to have your say on that, 08459 455 I've got um, colour-coded as well, if you like, the, uh, the specific options. The, 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 the graph they've used to display the, all the different options, uh, our, our colleague, I nearly said our friend, I, I, I'm going to stop there, our colleague, <laughs> Tony Fisher, spent a significant amount of yesterday trying to explain it to both of us. I think you may have got your head around it a little bit quicker and better than I did. It's not that easy to read, is it? No, I'll send a, I'll, I'll, I'll put a photograph of it uh, on Twitter so people can sort of have a look at it, but it is, it is deeply complicated if, and uh, follow at Paul Scoins if you uh, want to make sure you you get to see that graph Paul thank you very much <laughs> indeed 084 oh it's it's a health show this morning it it's a health show there's a story I'll just quickly allude to this and we'll do it a little bit later on there's a story on the front page of the sun um, where it is waits up doc <laughs> waits up doc Fat medics ordered to slim by NHS chief. Let's get Dealey out on this. Basically, it's saying if you're a fat doctor or a fat nurse, you shouldn't be. You need to slim. Uh, simple question, dear listener. Would you be bothered uh, if your doctor was... Um, I'm so tempted to say fatty boom boom, but I won't, because that's, that's inappropriate. For a doctor, definitely. Yes, unless that's his name, Dr Fatty Boom Boom. That's, from, in some from, ways, more... From Delhi. Inappropriate, yes. Really? Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, a very good morning and a rather quiet start this morning, actually, on the speed sensors. Not seeing any major problems or delays. The A1, the Great North Road, do expect delays there approaching the Black Cat roundabout as those roadworks continue. Also on the M1 Luton Spur between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. Those often causing delays because of the roadworks there. So far, taking a look at the trains, everything looks to be moving rather well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Just going to leave um, Paul to do his impression of a doctor to Kelly Betts. Well, I read your headlines at 6.16 on Wednesday the 30th of July. The Bedford Hospital could be permanently downgraded, leaving it without any maternity services or any beds at all on site. That's according to the document seen by BBC Three Counties. British Airways is to be sued for damages over claims a Hertfordshire pilot sexually abused children in African schools and orphanages. And residents in Leighton Buzzard are reporting incidents of being spat at by young men in a white van who call people over asking for directions. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Glasgow 2014. And now it's game on then, the final half length in the pool here at Glasgow. The bar on the shoulders, it's up, she's there, another huge grin. A massive shot, oh my goodness, that is absolutely brilliant. Get all the action, including the men's high jump and long jump finals, today from six. Can they hold on? Yes they can, they've got it, they've done it, it is double gold. The Commonwealth Games, online, on TV and on BBC Radio. You make me feel so young You make me feel so spring has sprung And every time I see you grin I'm such a happy individual The moment that you speak I wanna go play hide and seek I wanna go and bounce the moon Just like a toy balloon You and I are just like a couple of tots Running across a meadow Picking up lots of forget-me-nots You make me feel so young You make me feel there are songs to be sung Bells to be rung And a wonderful fling to be flung And even when I'm old and gray I'm gonna feel the way I do today Cause you make me feel so young You make me feel so young You make me feel so spring has sprung And every time I see you grin I'm such a happy individual The moment that you speak I wanna go and play hide and seek I wanna go and bounce the moon Just like a toy balloon You and I are just like a couple of tots Running across a meadow Picking up lots of forget-me-nots You make me feel so young You make me feel there are songs to be sung Bells to be rung Wonderful fling to be flung And even when I'm old and gray I'm gonna feel the way I do today Cause you, you make me feel so young You make me feel so young You make me feel so young Ooh, you make me feel so young well, he's a gentleman that makes everybody feel young. It's the J-Dogger. Good morning, J-Dogger. Uh, very good morning to you, Feeling, boss. Nice, feeling nice and mellow oh, there. beautiful. Next song, though, I think is going to pump you up a bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is it Sabrina? Boys, boys, boys. Oh, looking for a good time. Boys, <laughs> yeah. boys, boys. I wonder if she ever found those boys and if she ever indeed had her good time. Uh, who cares? The video. Wow. Hey. Her top came off in that. Yeah, exactly. When she's coming out the swimming pool. Mm. And I remember the, the furore at the time. Yeah. 
And uh, the uh, makers of the video said, Oh, yeah, it was just an accident. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. When you're making films, you can do things again. They're called takes. Yeah. yeah. So there was no need for that to remain in there. No, there was uh, every need, boss. Wowzers. Just saying. Right, now, the reason we got you on, we got to, ah, talk to you later on about fat doctors, if that's mm-hmm. all right, please. Yep. Uh, I know you've got very strong views on that, but uh, here's a story. Residents in Leighton Buzzard and surrounding areas are reporting incidents of being spat at by young men in a white van. Locals say the men have been calling them over, asking for directions, and then spitting at them before driving off laughing. Here are some of uh, your comments, dear listener, from Facebook, voiced by my colleagues here at Three Counties Radio. They threw eggs at me and my mates. We were at McDonald's and they stopped near us and asked if we could read. We said no as we saw the number plate and all of a sudden eggs started being thrown from the window. They got my daughter this afternoon, threw urine at her and her friend, vile cretins. They threw drink over me, so I walked up to their van and as soon as I got up to it, they drove off. Phoned the police about this. Danny they Bailey. spat at me, my husband and my two-year-old son and sped up when children were crossing a zebra crossing. Just seen them throw a cup of water yeah, over a boy on Billington Park. The boy seems OK and the police called. There we go. Mm. It's horrible, isn't it? You've, you've been egged, haven't you, in the past? Yep. I've been uh, eggs before in St Albans there on the, uh, on the high street. I've been spat at whilst playing football. Uh, both are utterly disgusting and uh, quite horrendous. You've been spe- this has been happening in Leighton Buzzard. It's mm. a white van. You've been speaking to people there. What have, what have people said to you? Yes, I went to uh, Leighton yesterday and uh, here's what local people had to say. And that locally, is this very much something that, that everyone's talking about here, these attacks? Yes. Yeah, at the moment, yes, it is. There's a lot of being people being talking about it this morning in there. Yeah, so... So what are people saying? Well, the, the, the scum of the earth and, you know, because we know it's the travellers that are doing it. Well, but yeah, so it hasn't been proved yet, has it? Oh, no, it hasn't been proved at all, but people know who they are, like, walking around, like, driving around in that van and that, mm. so... And when you hear about what's been happening, the spitting, the egging, bearing in mind you live here... Um, um, how does that make you feel? Well, kind of disappointed because it just feels like, you know, it's not a very nice place to live lately. You know, when people are going around doing things like that to the people, it's not nice atmosphere, really. You know, it's like there's no need for it. There's no cause for it. So why do they do it? We've got the police coming on later on. The police are coming onto the programme. Mm -hmm. Do you think they are doing enough to protect local people here? Because we're hearing a lot of reports now. Yeah, we don't seem to have very much police presence at the moment. So, no, I don't really think they are, but... You know, that's just my opinion. And those people in that van, if they are listening to this, you never know, they could well be. We are the local radio station. What is your message to them? Just grow up and stop doing it. Stop making people's lives miserable. There's no need for it. Like, let's all just live in as neighbours together instead of, like, being nasty to each other. There's no point, is there? Well, somebody who lives in the town, um, what are you hearing about these incidents? Just that there's a lot of people going around in a white van and that water gun with, like toilet like when you go for a toilet mm. like spraying people with water guns spitting in their faces throwing eggs at people everything it sounds horrendous have you seen this yourself uh, i've seen the white man that's about it but i've not seen it stop yet so that's about what about friends of yours have they actually seen these people in action they've seen some people happen yeah sometimes it's horrible i mean it sounds like mm. a, a, a minor thing but 
It's flipping horrible. And if you imagine, if that happened to you or your mum or, you know, it just sounds disgusting, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, when we first heard about this a couple of days ago, it, it was just the odd report. But uh, more and more reports are coming in now. Um, all of them, uh, they are vile. Um, you'll be talking to a victim live at 7 uh, 7.20. You've got the police coming on live at 8.20. Hopefully, uh, the police can deal with this because uh, these incidents clearly uh, are not very nice at all, are they? Justin, can we speak to you... In about half an hour. Mm, yes, boss. Fat doctors. Yes, boss. Thank you very much. You ready for some upbeat uh, music? Sabrina? No, mate. Oh. Close. Go on. Oh, you can dance, Madge. And you yeah.
this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up, we'll have a look at the papers. Also, there are calls for fat doctors and fat nurses to, well, to um, not be so fat. 08459 455 555. Would you rather your doctor were a little bit slimmer or does it not really make any difference? We'll talk more after the travel and news. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, a very good morning. Taking a look across the cameras this morning, and so far it looks to be moving rather well across the three counties, starting to build up a moment on the North Orbital Road, just off the M25. Take a look at the A414 in Park Street. That's moving rather well on the speed sensors, just around the Park Street roundabouts. Do expect delays on the M25 between junctions 25 for Enfield and junction 27, the M11, as those major roadworks continue there. So far on the trains, it looks to be moving rather well on the local live departure boards. Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedford Hospital could be permanently downgraded, leaving it without any maternity services or any beds at all on site, according to documents seen by BBC Three Counties. British Airways is to be sued for damages over claims a Hertfordshire pilot sexually abused children in African schools and orphanages. The Bank of England is preparing to announce some of the toughest restrictions on bankers' pay anywhere in the world, and residents in Leighton Buzzard are reporting incidents of being spat at by young men in a white van who call people over asking for directions three county sports bbc three counties radio Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock has won gold at the Commonwealth Games as part of the victorious England team. Come together well as a team, you know, been preparing for this together for a long time and uh, you know, for it to go well on a day in, a, in front of a crowd like this is amazing. There was gold last night for Hatfield swimmer Adam Brown who swam the last leg as England won the final event, the men's 4 by 100 metres relay. Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford is in tonight's long jump final and Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams goes in the first round of the 200 metres. In football, Watford have made their ninth summer signing with Nigerian striker Odion Igalo joining on loan from Italian sister club Udinese. The Hornets have a pre-season friendly tonight as they host Coventry with a 7.30 kick-off at Boreham Wood. Last night, Luke Guttridge scored on his Luton comeback in a two-all draw attempt to Colchester with Mark Cullen also on target as second Luton side drew nil-nil at Boreham Wood. Milton Keynes-Dons lost 3-1 at Cambridge with a goal from Tom Hitchcock. Wickham won 2-1 at Wealdston with goals from Matt McClure and Sam Wood and Graham Wesley's Stevenage drew nil-nil at home to Reading. Well, it's pleasing to come away with a clean sheet. I thought that was hard-earned, well-earned. I think in possession we could have been better. Certainly at set plays we've been you know, much better organised and much more threatening in the games that we've played. And our, our play created three or four very, very good chances and probably on the night we had the better chances in the game. In cricket, India will resume on 323 for eight on day four of the third test at Southampton. They're still 246 behind England and 47 short of avoiding the follow-on. Northamptonshire lost by 88 runs to Worcestershire in the one-day cup at Campbell Park in Milton Keynes and in the Minor Counties Championship, Bedfordshire's match at Norfolk ended in a draw. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Paul Scoynes. That was Elton John. I thought uh, piano player, male voice, put two and two together. Well, it, it could be any number of people. There are many other piano players who sing. And not. it doesn't need to... Uh, loads of songs have pianos in that aren't played by Elton John. I can think of at least three off the top of my head. Statistically, it's likely Statistically, to be Elton John. Statistically, it is likely to be Elton John. Yes, that is correct. But... It doesn't necessarily need to be Elton John. There's a great picture in some of the newspapers of the future Queen of England jumping over three tins of uh, beans. (laughs) That's a true story, guys. It's on page nine of the Daily Mail. We have liftoff. Kate's a sport in her flying wedges. And um, she's jumping over three tins of beans. I don't have a clue what that has to do with anything. Uh, well, it's a picture of a pretty lady in some uh, heels, isn't it? And if you... Well, wedges. And if oh. you look carefully, she's not actually jumping over the tins of beans. Is she not? No, 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 no. It's an optical illusion. Picture one, she's um, opened her legs. <gasps> Don't know if you can say that about the future Queen of England, that she's opened her legs. She's opened her legs. She's jumping round three tins of beans, not over. Round three tins of beans, not over. The future Queen of England, dear listener, is a cheat. Is a sports drugs cheat. Wow. I've said it. That's a big claim. <clears throat> she should be disqualified from everything. Apart she... from my dreams. Are you allowed to say that the future Queen of England is fit? Uh, well, you could say that the future Queen of England was fit back in the... 40s. Well, this brings us on to the second point. Can you say that the current Queen of England is fit? In the 40s? Not now? You're a cold man. You're a cold, dead man. <coughs> well, what have you found in the papers, Scoins? Good news <clears throat> for fans of uh, unusual conceptual installation art. Wow, that's me. You're speaking of me. Um, Tracy Emin's unmade bed, which of course was sold just a few uh, months ago. Um, my, my bid of 86 pence was, was rejected. Well, it was dwarfed by the final bid of 2.2 million pounds. Wow, that was a little bit out there, guys. Paid for by German industrious Count Christian Durkheim. Um, he has said that he will uh, generously donate the bed to uh, the British Gallery, uh, the Tate uh, for at least a decade, he says, as a That's gift great news. to the art-loving British public. That's so, great um, news. I like uh, Emin. I yeah. think she's funny. It's an amusing piece of art. Uh, the Daily Mail. Was Toxfig's joke about Ed the dying child in bad taste? I can give you the answer, no. Uh, this is uh, about the hilarious Radio 4 programme, The News Quiz, that uh, Sandy Toxfig presents. Um, and she ma- Interestingly, the Daily Mail doesn't quote the joke. Oh. So it doesn't let us make up our minds ourselves. It asks the questions, but then it doesn't give the full evidence. Oh. BBC presenter Sandy Togsby. Now, if you've ever heard the news quiz, it's, it's, um, it's very lefty, it's quite gentle, and it's not particularly funny. Sometimes it's quite funny. I like Jeremy Hardy on it. I like Sandy on it, actually. I think she's good. Um, it's hit and miss, but it's better than the Now Show, which is just pure miss. How is the Now Show still going? The Now Show! It's the, I know people who work on it, unfortunately, so I, I can't say this on Twitter. On the radio, I can say it's the unfunniest thing ever in existence. Ever. Wow, that's putting it into some context as well. Well, what they do at the, in the Now show is, uh, because people don't recognise that they are jokes, what they do is they go up at the end of a sentence so it sounds like a joke! Oh, I'm, I'm trying to... Anyway, BBC presenter Sandy Togsvig was attacked by senior Labour politicians last night for comparing Ed Miliband to a terminally ill child. Mm. 
the host of the satirical Radio 4 programme, The News Quiz, was referring to the Labour leader's eagerness to visit Barack Obama at the White House. Comedian Ms Togsvig explained that the meeting this month had been organised by his election strategist. She then added uh, that the strategist may have tricked the President into meeting Mr Miliband by claiming he was a dying youngster. Well, you know, hey, out of context, that sounds pretty gross. I'd like to hear it in its full context. It's, 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 it's a joke about one of those Make-A-Wish Foundation kind of things, isn't it? Um, no. Was it in bad taste? No. The thing is, it's impossible to... When you overanalyse a joke like that, it just... Uh, it, it obviously sounds unfunny. But it probably wasn't. Do you know, I, I, I struggle with, with, with pride of, of being British. Okay. I, don't get, I don't get why people are proud to be British. Not got England boxer shorts? No. Not got an England flag draped from your window? No, mate. Not got any flags on your cars? No, mate, because I'm not common. Uh, and I don't understand the pride in being British. Oh, it, why should I be proud of where my parents decided to have it away and uh, from, on a piece of rock that I passed through my mother to be born? Not actually a rock, I mean England. I was going to say. Yeah, it wasn't at the beach or anything. Anyway, but one thing I am proud of, if I could say pride... Which it turns out I can't. <laughs> it's the British legal system. Okay. It's excellent. It's second to none. Father's fury at £200,000 legal aid for Rigby killers. The father of Lee Rigby yesterday denounced the decision to hand his son's murderers more than £200,000 in legal aid. Okay. When put like that, it's very emotive. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's, it's which one is it? Adabawale or Adabalajo? I think it's odd they've both got very similar names. Uh, it's Adabalajo. Phil McClure, 53, said it was disgusting that the soldiers' killers, Adabalajo and Adabawale, had been granted handouts for their three month trial at the Old Bailey last year. Au contraire. And I can understand why the father would say that, of course. Mm. I think it's wonderful they've been handed. Well, they've not been handed this money. I think it's wonderful that uh, we live in such a fantastic country where anybody. Although there are certain uh, d- d- kind of things now where that's not quite possible because of the changes to legal aid, where people like that can get legal aid to challenge their convictions, because it's a it's a free legal system that we have that allows people, even when it's clear cut, even when it's obvious, they're allowed to challenge the the sentences they've been given. I think that's fantastic. I think that's wonderful that we can do that, uh, and it shows that we win. It shows that we don't sink to their their horrible, scummy, chopping people up in the street level. We are still the bigger people. By we're saying, yeah, yeah, you can appeal it if you want. Let's see how you get on. The appeal will go nowhere. They're doing it because they're in prison for the rest of their lives and they're incredibly bored and they want to laugh at us. But we should be laughing at them, the fact that we still, despite everything those two gentlemen have done, we are still generous enough to say, yeah, yeah, go on, you appeal it. That's how our system works over here. Aren't you glad to be part of it? It's one of those sort of, uh, those curious, I guess, those, those, it does challenge people's preconceptions, doesn't it, about what, what is right, what is wrong, because mm. on the face of it, absolutely, as you say, it's very emotive, makes, um, makes a difficult decision for people, but absolutely, if you, if you, you have a, a just right to, to be able to challenge a decision in a court here, and that, happens, that doesn't happen everywhere. It doesn't happen every... Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. If you say, have your, have your knee-jerk reaction where you go, oh, that's disgusting... And then let your second thought come through. And you'll agree, you, you can only agree that it's, it's wonderful that we allow these people, these horrible gentlemen who have committed a heinous crime, that we allow them to appeal and that we actually fund it. I think it's great. 08459 455555. You've noticed that we've been getting a lot of flying ants of late. Yes, mate, yes. Yes, I've noticed it. Feel 
sorry slightly for the seagulls. Apparently the uh, reason what? that seagulls have been going a bit uh, mad of yeah. late is that uh, they're off their mash what? on flying ants. They've been smoking ant? No, they've been eating ants, which yeah. in turn has turned them drunk. Why? The, the acid in the ants' bellies has, uh, has Hang on a minute. turned seagulls a bit weird and has made them squawk all hours of the night. Uh, they've also seen um, uh, sort of gulls behaving badly, which is the slightly failed sitcom that didn't work in the 90s. And, uh, Starring Davina McCall, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Ruby Wax. Sangha, you're telling me that ants are full of acid. Is this the same as smoking banana skins and licking a frog? Well, if you're an ant, no. It's the equivalent of going on a sort of uh, Hunter S. Thompson-esque Wowzers. sort of journey into the desert. Wowzers. Let's, uh, Richard's on the line. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, my dear. How are you? Oh, for goodness sakes. Can't, why can't you buy a decent phone that's not made out of cardboard? This is my Samsung S4. It's a lovely phone. Pick it up. Take it off speakerphone, you plum. Plum yourself. Thank you very much indeed. We'll try, we'll, we'll try him in half an hour, Kelly, when he's got a better line. Oh, dearie me. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. You can join in at any time. We'll get Dealey up in a few minutes. I want to talk fat doctors to him. And also, do you know what? I, I, in another life at the weekend, I was doing another radio show, and we're talking about fat people. Uh, and there are some people who are still offended by the word fat. I don't understand. I don't understand. If you're offended by the word fat, can you explain it to me? Because I don't use it in a derogatory term. I use it in the same way I would describe Paul Scoynes as a tall white man. Descriptive words. How uh, dare you? <laughs> all right, a short white man. Uh, uh, The same way I would describe um, someone as uh, lanky, thin, black, bandy-legged. It's not insults, it's descriptive. Isn't it fat? It's just a descriptive term, surely. If you're offended by that, 08459 455 555. uh, And we'll speak to Delia in a second. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting to build up a bit on the Great North Road approaching the Black Cat roundabout and those major roadworks that are continuing there. In Brickywood, looking rather heavy at the moment on the North Orbital Road, just around junction 21A for the roundabout there. The M25 on the speed sensors starting to look rather slow, heading anti-clockwise at junction 20 for Kings Langley. So far, taking a look at the trains, everything looks to be moving rather well. No reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.45. It's Wednesday the 30th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Hospital could be permanently downgraded, leaving it without any maternity services or any beds at all on site. That's according to documents seen by BBC Three Counties Radio. British Airways is to be sued for damages over claims a Hertfordshire pilot sexually abused children in African schools and orphanages. And residents in Leighton Buzzard are reporting incidents of being spat at by young men in a white van who call people over asking for directions. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. You can send me a cheeky text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or you could give me a call, 08459 555. Let's get the weather, shall we? Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. It's another beautiful day, actually. We lost a bit of humidity overnight last night, which means it is a bit of a fresher feel this morning. The temperature's uh, around 12, 13 Celsius at the moment, so it is a little bit cooler. But we've got plenty of blue sky and sunshine, just a bit of patchy cloud. And later on, uh, the temperature's going to get up to around 24, 25 Celsius. So a really nice afternoon. Again, that northwesterly breeze that developed last night uh, means it will feel that little bit cooler, but still pleasant. Overnight, uh, not too bad either. We've got some patchy cloud. It's possible we could get a spot of rain, but it's fairly unlikely. Minimum temperature 13 Celsius. Most parts tomorrow looking beautiful in the morning, and then the cloud will develop in the afternoon, but still temperatures holding towards 24 and 25 Celsius. And that's your forecast. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The town itself, it's it's absolutely beautiful. The first really rural community out of London as you go northwards. And all this week we're featuring Harpenden. There's a good community spirit. Everybody would dream to live here. Inviting everyone to where you live. Set in the countryside of North Hertfordshire. It's got history and it's uh, got modernism as well. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. I say it's a great place to live. I say I'm very lucky to live here. Wonderful, full of friendly people, real community spirit. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I like going to Harvard and visiting my grandparents. From BBC Three Counties Radio. He says that because he he knows they might be listening. Probably gets pocket money. Yeah, exactly. Justin Dealey's going to help me. I make the girl mine. Keep her stood in line. Morning, Justin. Morning, boss. Now, listen, there's a story here. Health crisis exclusive, says The Sun, which is carrying on inside the newspaper the themes of uh, Marks of the Devil. Okay, but the front page of the story is Waits Up Doc. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You like that, don't you? Yeah, I knew you'd like good. that. Fat medics ordered to slim by NHS chief. Fat doctors and nurses have been told to slim by the NHS's chief executive to set a good example in the obesity crisis. Uh, Simon Stevens cracked down after discovering 700,000 staff were either obese or overweight. Uh, he said it's hard to talk about how important. Uh, this is if we don't get our act together. So basically... Here, here. Sorry? Here, here. Health crisis, but you're going to the inside. Docs told to shed flab, diet grub in hospital, medics lead by example, NHS chip replacement, and there's a picture of a fat nurse. <laughs> and you're saying here... Well, I don't... What, you, so you think this is a good idea, do you? Absolutely. Because it's all about setting the right example. If you're going to see your doctor because you've got weight problems and the doctor sitting opposite you is fat, and I will use that term fat... Um, He's that uncompromising. Is, that, that, that is clearly <clears throat> not setting the right example, is it? But we don't... Do, do we need them to set an example Absolutely. to us? I, I go to the doctor because I want to be... Tra- I want their medical knowledge. I want their mm-hmm. years of training to help me get better. I don't care. I don't care what they get up to in their spare time. You know, whether it's eating five ginsters for breakfast and then going off and smoking 20 fags. I couldn't care less. As long as the advice they're giving me is sound, then w- what does it matter? You're on the radio. You're setting the right example. If you came on the radio what? this morning and started swearing, that would not be setting the right example. What? Would you want to get into a taxi uh, with a taxi driver who couldn't drive properly? What? If you're in some sort of position of power, <laughs> seriously, seriously... T- how is the you need to be setting no. the right example. Listen, the reason I don't come on and swear mm-hmm. is because it's a, that's against the rules of broadcasting. Is it, though? I, is it? 
you probably could do it and get away with it Whoa. at certain times. No, no, well, no, no, no. Yes. You, 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 it depends. Although I have heard on Radio Four in the daytime, the sea bomb. Yeah, they, exactly. They, special, but no, the, the rules of broadcasting, Justin, as you very well know, and you're being slightly contentious here, just because you want to score points, which mm. you are, are having deducted from you now. <laughs> the rules of radio. If I came on and swore once and, and apologised, I could probably get away with it. Okay. Yep. If I did it a second time. A third time, I would be out on my ear. Possibly, but no, 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 no. There's no possibly about it. It's definitely. And anyway, what has some bloke who used to be on the telly swearing on the radio got to do with doctors? Because it goes back to and cab drivers that can't drive. (laughs) What earth are you on about, you lunatic? It goes back to setting the right example. Look, you asked me earlier on to go out into the streets on this one. I've got a very brief clip here because I'm live in Luton. We've got the radio car out and about this morning. People have heard you talking about this. Uh, This is Peter. It's quite brief. Um, His Here's his thoughts on fat doctors. Peter, tell it the way it is. What do you think? Should doctors be slim? They should, yes. I definitely should be slim, yeah, because it's not setting a good example, is it? I mean, people are going in there because they're overweight and that, and then the doctors are saying, so they've got a problem, so... Your doctor... Is your doctor overweight? No, he's not, actually. He's not no, no. That's a slim. Yeah. And if he was a bit porky, would you say, come on, you're not setting a good example, are you? <laughs> I would, yeah. You seriously <laughs> would say that? Yeah, I think I would, yeah, because he's got the cheek... I mean, because I smoke, he'd have the cheek to say, well, why are you smoking? And I'd say, well, why are you eating so much or whatever? <laughs> there you go, that's Peter. So, um, that he was thinks, brief, wasn't yeah, it? was you. quite brief, but uh, again, he's saying... This, he sounded like a big bloke himself. Yeah, he, he was... How can I put this? Peter, if you're listening, apologies, but... Um, um, I would say Peter is slightly overweight. Was he Dr. Fatty Bum Bum? <laughs> but was he? Wasn't. But come on, if he went to go and see his doctor and he said, look, I've got problems, I really need to lose some weight, and his doctor was overweight himself, would you really take that advice seriously? You probably wouldn't, would you? Well, no, you would, because they have medical knowledge. They know what they're talking about. I don't care what they get up to in their spare time. I don't care about their lifestyle. I want their knowledge. I don't think... And we've all seen big... Uh, I've seen more big nurses. I don't know about big doctors, but we've all seen big nurses and big doctors. I don't care what they look like or what they get up to. So if the advice they're giving me is sound, that's all that matters. But how can that advice be sound if there is a contradiction? If my doctor said to me... Justin, you need to give up smoking, and now you're going to die. Um, and then I'm driving past the surgery later, and they're having a, a sneaky fag round the sides. Well, that, again, is not setting the right example. Why well, am I going to take that advice seriously? Well, the, the, you're just doing that. To, to, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face, then. He has given you sound advice. You can't then say, oh, I'm not going to stop smoking because I saw my doctor tucking into a cheeky growler. You can't do that. You're, you're just doing that. You're, you're using his weakness mm-hmm. to justify your own failings as a human but being. where's the credibility? If somebody in authority, like a doctor, is saying to you, uh, this oh, is what you need to do, somebody. no, this is what you need to do, and that they're doing the opposite themselves. So I just think, well, well, So be, what? So, be, so they're, they're weak human beings, but it th- th- doesn't demean the advice they're giving you. They should be practising what they are preaching. End of story. They're not vicars. Listen, if we've got an obesity crisis in this country and doctors are overweight, I'm sorry, but that's not acceptable. Something's got to be done. I am old enough to remember, I told you this earlier on, uh, when I used to go and see Dr Mason, he'll be long dead now, when I, on the Britwell Estate in Slough. Uh, I'm sure I remember him having a cigarette 
while I was in the surgery. They, they, would, they would smoke while you were in there. No. Yeah, definitely. This used to happen. 08459 455 555. You're old enough to remember this. And my favourite sight in the world is driving past a hospital and you'll see people in wheelchairs, in gowns, with the drip on that little stand, and they're outside puffing away on a cigarette. Yeah. Ian, every time I've been to a hospital to do a, a report on something like that, you, you just see it all the time. It's not just the patients, though. It's also the staff. And again... It just doesn't look right. I'm sorry, but it doesn't look right. Dealey, I think you're... Do you want to come in on this, Paul? Well, I, I'm with you, Ian, actually. I think if what? you can do the job... Yeah. If you can do the job, it's irrelevant what you look like or what you uh, what you do in your own personal time. You know, as yep. long as you're not kind of, you know, snuffling Twixes down your throat whilst you're giving a kind of uh, a, a diagnosis... Dealey, take fine. it to the street. I think, yeah. you, I think you're going to be disappointed on this one, mate. Well, I don't think I will be. Well, no, I... No. <laughs> you, you really annoying me this morning. Why are you doing this? I'm not doing it. You are getting Listen, right on my nerves this morning, j Dog. I am just telling it the way it is. No, For me, no, personally, uh, if I had weight issues and my doctor was overweight, if he didn't care about his body, then why should I? I wait four five nine four double five five double five. He's really annoying me this morning. Sign in. Yesterday my life was filled with rain Sunny You smiled at me and really eased the pain Now the dark days are done and the bright days are here My sunny one shines so sincere Sunny one so true I love you Sunny Thank you for the sunshine, okay? Sunny, thank you for the love you've brought my way. You gave to me your all in all, and now I feel ten feet tall. Sunny, one so true, I love you. I love you. I love you. So, 
Are you offended by the use of the word fat? Of course you're not. We're all intelligent and beyond that. And fat doctors and nurses, should they slim down? Justin seems to think they should. He's disgusted by it. I think, as long as they're giving me sound advice, I don't really care. And aren't you proud? Uh, Isn't it wonderful that we live in a country where the killers of Lee Rigby, Adebolaje and Adebowale, I can't quite remember their names, that they can claim... Uh, funding to mount a legal case to dispute their prison sentence. I think it's great. It shows that we are better than them. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Very slow moving at the moment on the M25, um, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 19 at Watford. Also rather heavy moving at the moment in Brickywood on the North Orbital Road, just off the M25. The M25 also heavy anti-clockwise around Junction 16 for the M40. And so far, taking a look at the trains, everything's running well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three, Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. So a lot to talk about. Changes to Bedford Hospital could possibly mean the end of maternity services. Fat doctors. Isn't it great that we can fund people's legal cases, even if we don't like them? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Health Review favours downgrading Bedford Hospital, BA to be sued over Hertfordshire Pilot and Milton Keynes facing surge in homeless people. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Hospital could be permanently downgraded, leaving it without any maternity services or any beds at all on site, according to documents seen by BBC Three Counties. Those are the preferred options which have come out of an NHS review into healthcare services in Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes. Meanwhile, the woman leading the review, Dr Diane Bell, has left her post at the Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group. Speaking last week, she said a range of options was being discussed. The differences between the options are uh, around what else is and isn't present around A&E. Each option, as well as A&E, also includes outpatients and diagnostic services. Uh, And then we're looking at um, what happens with emergency surgery and specialist care, what happens with obstetrics and paediatrics as well. British Airways is to be sued for damages over claims a Hertfordshire pilot sexually abused children in African schools and orphanages. Lawyers claim the airline bears responsibility because the alleged victims were assaulted by First Officer Simon Wood while on stopovers. 54-year-old Mr Wood from Potter's Bar died when he was hit by a train in August last year after being charged with various child sex offences. An inquest is due to be held into his death. Milton Keynes Council say there's been a surge of homeless people needing bed and breakfast accommodation. Last year, the authority was exposed as the worst outside London for housing families in B&Bs beyond the legal limit. More from Tony Fisher. The council seen a 27% increase in a fortnight this month in the number of households in B&B. It's also seen a 50% increase in homelessness interviews in a week, which it puts down to families being evicted from private rented housing. The council, which is spending £4 million on new council 
Council Homes says it's now arranged eight hostel rooms and 11 new housing association homes. The Bank of England is preparing to announce restrictions on bankers' pay. It's expected the bank will change its code of conduct for city pay to make it possible to claw back bonuses up to seven years after they're awarded. More from Simon Jack. It's one of the toughest regimes in world banking and there will also be proposals, not rules at this stage, of how to put reckless bankers in jail. Put that all together and the British Bankers Association say it'll be a deterrent to doing banking business here in the UK and that may see talent and the tax that brings in go elsewhere. Residents in Leighton Buzzard are reporting incidents of being spat at by young men in a white van. Locals say they've been called over to the vehicle, asked for directions and then spat at. Spraying people with water guns, spitting in their faces, throwing eggs at people. Kind of disappointed because it just feels like, you know, it's not a very nice place to live lately. You know, when people are going around doing things like that to the people, it's not nice. In sport, Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock has won gold at the Commonwealth Games as part of the victorious England team. There was relay gold last night for Hatfield swimmer Adam Brown and Watford have made their ninth summer signing with Nigerian striker Odion Igalo joining on loan from Italian sister club Udinese. The weather, another warm and sunny day, maximum temperature 24 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Everybody would dream to live here. Set in the countryside of North Hertfordshire. And all this week we're featuring Harpenden. Young and old do integrate in Harpenden. It's all about where you live. There are parks, nice walks around here. It's not a tiny village, it's not a huge town. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, four minutes past seven exactly, Wednesday the 30th of July. It's nearly August, isn't it? And that means it's nearly Christmas. Right, lots to talk about on the show this morning, including Bedford Hospital is to face a downgrade. It's looking like it could lose its maternity services. Love to hear your thoughts on that, please. Why is Milton Keynes Council putting so many people up in bed and breakfast accommodation? And fat doctors and fat nurses. Do they set a bad example? Do you really care what your medical staff look like? Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, but I don't like them, so I'm not going to give you the number. Or you could give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Just a quick reminder, dear listener, every week we put out a, a, a podcast, the, in inverted commas and italics, best bits of the show. Uh, they go up on a Friday afternoon. You can get them by either going to the uh, uh, BBC Three Counties website or if you go to iTunes and type in Ian Lee BBC, they pop up. Uh, and this week's, I think, is particularly good. Um, we play Radio Chicken. There's that incident that has seen um, the uh, line-up of the staff... Uh, on this show change and other bits and pieces so I thoroughly recommend you go and have a little listen to that now Bedford Hospital could be permanently downgraded leaving it without any maternity services or any beds at all on site that's according to documents seen by BBC Three Counties on top of this the woman overseeing a review of services Dr Diane Bell left her post yesterday slap bang in the middle of the process 
Well, Mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson, has fought over many years to retain services at the hospital. And joins me now. Morning, Dave. Morning. Uh, we've talked about this a lot. It keeps getting bleaker and bleaker, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the two top options, according to the commissioners, you know, as you said, have uh, no maternity, massively downgraded um, A&E, and in one case, no beds at all. So I'm not sure if it's a hospital if it's got no beds. Yeah, what, what, what does that... How did that work if it's got no beds? It, it, it would still have a, a, an A&E, wouldn't it? It would have a, um, it would have a, a GP-led in A&E, so almost 50%, 40% of people, according to the Commissioner's documents, would actually have to go elsewhere for A&E services. And this is a time when A&E services are under a great deal of pressure. We've only heard recently Adderbrook's Hospital's A&E is on black alert because they can't deal with the patients. I, I'm, let, me, I, let me try and explain this to the listener, how we, we've, we've reached these conclusions. I'm looking at a very complicated graph that's very colourful, lots of different symbols and shapes. There are 14 potential options for the Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. Uh, that's now been uh, cut down to five. And of those five, two, uh, the ones that would su- suggest there'll be no maternity, uh, uh, have scored significantly higher. They've got a scoring of seven and six, while the other three are only scoring one, three and one. So it, 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 I think it's pretty safe to say that those two options, the, the seven and the six, are looking most likely, aren't they? Absolutely. And, you know, with, with Bedford having a growing population and, and the hospital being rated highly by the regulator CQC, and yet we still see these massive downgrade proposals, we want to know how the scoring is done as well. I haven't found out how the scoring has been done, so that would be useful to find out, because have they taken these other things into, into account? Uh, I guess this all boils down to money, doesn't it? And, and Bedford Hospital, Dave, as, as you know, it's, it's not done particularly well financially, has it? As, as many hospitals around the country haven't done. I mean, Milton Keynes, I've um, led to believe it's as bad a case as, uh, as Bedford, and there are many around the country. We need to look at how we can save money without cutting services, and I believe that is possible. Well, OK, well, what's your suggestion, Dave? H- how would you do that? Well, I think, I mean, the, new, the, the recent sort of re- restructure by the government uh, reduced, sort of uh, got la- rid of three layers of management and seemed to replace it by five. But when we had the paediatrics removed in Bedford, I was amazed. I mean, they had to tell 16 different bits of the NHS. And to a sort of layperson like me, I thought the NHS was one body. And it seems to be a, you know, a group of warring factions, quite honestly. You know, with the commissioners, the, C- uh, the CCG, the commissioners, the local area teams, you've got uh, Health Education East of England, a whole group of different bodies that have all got their own um, management structures and comms teams and the whole rest. And that just seems to be not delivering frontline services. Uh, both options here, no obstetrics, no paediatric uh, assessment unit. It's looking pretty likely that those two facilities are going to go. What would that do to the hospital, Dave, if they did go? Well, I can't see on the, on the worst option, um, the, the, the option five, which is uh, no beds at all. I can't see how you can call it a hospital if it's got no beds. I thought a, a key bit of a hospital to have beds. So um, it just means the removal of the hospital as we know it. And I think the, the people of the, uh, the borough and the wide area, those people that use hospital, uh, Bedford Hospital, have to uh, step up and have to fight for these services because we are a growing town uh, and we need a hospital. It's key I, to the town. I think in the option, Dave, there will still be beds. It's just that there won't be any overnight stay. On the infrastructure, it says a number five on the, on the one of the sheets. There. I think it says uh, no beds. That's crazy. Uh, no, you're, you're, no. Yep, I'm, uh, well, I'm, I'm seeing that there. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that would work. No, uh, nor, nor am I, but this, you know, this, this is the kind of thing that needs to be clarified. But even this, you know, you look at that, that table and there's a lot of zeros about what's maintained. Yeah. 
um, almost 50% of A&E goes entirely. Dr Diane Bell, who was kind of overseeing all of this, we spoke to her on the show uh, a few weeks ago. A little bit of a frustrating conversation, as it was. I, I was getting um, a, a lot of management speaker, not any particular direct answers. Do we know why she's gone at such a critical stage? I, I've no idea. No. Very odd. The CCG uh, say they've known that she was going for over four months, which kind of makes me wonder why she was there in the first place, really. It's all very confusing. Bedford Hospital, Dave, has been through so much with the, 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 you know, the stories that we've covered here with the problems with the paediatric department, allegations of, um, of bullying, whether they were founded or not, but certainly um, senior uh, staff maybe not answering calls when they were supposed to. I thought we'd all sorted all this out and, and Bedford was on the way to recovery. It would appear not. Well, I mean, if you look at the uh, the CQC, the regulators' rating about how we're doing in terms of looking after the um, uh, the patients, it's actually one of the better and best in the region, and actually recovered massively from that. If you look at the growing population we've got, uh, you just kind of think, why are we looking to downgrade it? We look at some of the um, uh, the threats to A and E around the country. We've seen some uh, feedback from Newark and from North London about the problems when A and E's are closed. Um, and you think, why are they doing this? This just doesn't seem to be working elsewhere. We need services in Bedford in a growing town, and I think we should have those services in the town. Dave, nice to talk to you. Um, we'll keep listening, so we'll be discussing this a little bit later on. We will be speaking to one of those people who's responsible for uh, the review. That's the Mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson. If you're concerned about the changes to Bedford Hospital, do give me a call, 08459 455555. Email. 3CR at bbc.co.uk BBC Three Counties Radio It's a medical special today, guys. As well as Bedford Hospital, it's Fat Doctors. Front page of The Sun, waits up, Doc, clever. Health crisis, boss in morning to staff, Doc's told to shed flab. Diet grub in hospital, medics lead by example. NHS staff have been ordered to cut up chips and burgers by their new boss. After more than half of them were found to be overweight. Budget squeezes have left GPs and hospitals under real pressure, and each pound people lose saves the health service money. Here's a, okay, a couple of things here. Are you worried if your doctors and your nurses are fat? Second thing, should your boss be telling you how to look? Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. You want to have a whinge about this today, do you? Yes, indeed. Go on. Yeah, not necessarily a whinge, a bit of common sense, really. Okay. I was on a day out at Worthing, sitting by a bowls green... Minding my own business, watching the balls match. I find that very hard to believe you and were minding your own business, Peter. Two other gentlemen were sitting by me, dressed in, in their bowling gear. Yes. And uh, they were both discussing the National Health Service, and I joined in. Oh, yeah. And one of them said, well, we were worried about the funding. They were both doctors. Yeah. And uh, one of them turned around to me and he said, it's been flatlining... Uh, the money's been flatlining ever since the last election. Yeah. They're ring-fenced, as, as they said, but they've flatlined it ever since. And any time there's extra things that come in, sometimes the money's paid towards it, otherwise uh, the money's diminishing all the time. Now, he said we've got less people in specialities, we've got less nurses, we've got... Uh, Less doctors being trained up. Do you want to see fat doctors or not? Fat doctors? I don't care how they look, providing they're good doctors. We don't want to look at people fat or thin and make a judgment. 
Well, if a man's a good doctor... Or woman. ...and he's got a problem with his weight, why should we fuss? Now, if you're now <laughs> talking about the uh, closing areas of hospital and things like that, like yeah. you were talking about Bedford... Yeah. There was a um, paramedic came on, one who was with a travelling ambulance. Travelling ambulance, yes. Yeah, and he came on and he turned around and said, motorists won't get out of the way because every minute counts. Right. So every time they what? shut a, what? every time they shut an accident emergency and an ambulance have to yeah. travel further, okay. that means every minute counts there as well. Peter, thank you very much indeed. We kind of veered all over the place there a little bit, but I think we got, we got somewhere in the end, Peter. Thank you. I guess the argument against fat doctors uh, is that they are dishing out medical advice. And if they are sat there, if you've got a fat man or woman these days sat there saying, you need to lose weight, are you less likely to take that on board? I don't think you are. I think you're possibly inclined to use the doctor's physical appearance as an excuse for not changing yours, but that's just stubbornness on your part. My argument is getting stronger. We'll get Dealey back later on, because that's just stubbornness on your part. If you've got a fat doctor telling you you should lose weight and you decide not to because they're fat, well... That's just stupidity, isn't it? At its at its most basic level. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Building up at the moment on the speed sensors on the M1 Luton Spur between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood roundabouts and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. Um, due to those major roadworks that are continuing there, take a look at the M25 and heading anti-clockwise, very slow moving um, between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 19 at Watford. Also rather heavy anti-clockwise around Junction 16, the M40. Heavy moving on at the North Orbital Road just off the M25. And the Barnet Bypass now looking rather slow on camera heading south between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, it's 7.16. It's Wednesday the 30th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Hospital could be permanently downgraded, leaving it without any maternity services or any beds at all on site, as according to documents seen by BBC Three Counties. British Airways is to be sued for damages over claims a Hertfordshire pilot sexually abused children in African schools and orphanages. And residents in Leighton Buzzard are reporting incidents of being spat at by young men in a white van who call people over asking for directions. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks. I'm at Bletchley Park today for a very, very important special occasion. For me, being out of the studio is about putting faces to names and bringing to life all that's brilliant about beds, hearts and bucks. If you know the high street here and you've never seen what goes on behind you, you really should because it's like a whole new world. Nick Coffer. I think for my listeners, they get a chance to hear about places they may never have visited. In fact, they may never have heard of. And also, they hear the stories from the people that bring those places to life. That is one of the mysteries of Abbott's Langley Fire Brigade. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks, on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, so 
a story I got ever so slightly wrong, but it's still a pertinent story. It's in some of the papers today. Father's fury at £200,000 legal aid for Rigby killers. So basically, Michael Adebolajo and Adebowale, who uh, murdered Lee Rigby, they've got £200,000. It's not to appeal the decision. It's their legal aid to get them through court. Now, I know what your knee-jerk reaction is. Your knee-jerk reaction is, this is disgusting. This is outrageous. How dare we? But just park that to one side for the moment and let's go on to what I'm hoping your second reaction will be. Isn't it fantastic that we live in a country that will fund people's court cases doesn't matter what they've done. Now, I know legal aid, the, the, the whole legal aid system has changed unless people can claim legal aid. We can discuss the rights or wrongs of that on another day. But the fact that these two uh, um, gentlemen could get legal support from the state shows that we are better than them. We have won. Steve's in Bedford. Doesn't it show that we're great, Steve? 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 Oh, Steve's dropped off. We'll get Steve back in a second, shall we? I think it's great. Soldiers Lee, Soldier Lee Rigby's killers were given more than £200,000 in taxpayer-funded financial support to pay their legal bills. A freedom of information request by The Sun revealed that the pair received a combined £212,000 in legal aid to cover solicitors and advocates' fees and other disbursements. The figures emerged as Adabalajo lost the first stage of his bid to challenge his conviction and his sentence. I think that's fantastic. Not in any way condoning what they've done. Of course not. Horrible, heinous, disgusting crime. But it shows that we are better than them. That we win. If you want to give me a call with your thoughts on that, we, we kind of get... It's not, it's not one of the main things we're talking about, but I'm certainly going to throw it out there. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. You can also send me an email, ian.lee uh, at bbc.co.uk. You can send me a text as well if you want. 81333 starts your text uh, 3CR. Um, it's also the details to get in touch if you want to talk about fat doctors as well. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Right, should we have a quick look at the front pages of the newspapers? Yes. Why the heck not? The Daily Mail. Migrants handed five billion pounds tax credits. And then there's a picture of Sally Burko with her legs crossed. I don't understand what, what a Sally Burko is. I don't quite know what a Sally Burko does. I imagine she's quite troubled. Do you think Sally Burko's happy? I'm not convinced she is. Uh, the Sun waits up doc. Fat doctor, isn't it? We've been talking about that. Uh, and the Daily Express, uh, five a day will add years to your life. Experts prove that fruit and veg advice is right. Five portions of fruit and veg a day is the magic number for, the long, for a long and healthy life. Sticking to the advice cuts the risk of an early death and protects against heart disease and cancer, new researchers found. James is in Stevenage. Morning, James. Good morning, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks, James. What have you got for us today? So, uh, regarding the, uh, the chaps that um, committed that crime against Lee Rigby. Yeah. So, um, obviously, this, uh, this £200,000 that they've been granted by the state, um, I, I personally feel that this is um, a step towards their objective of terrorising and uh, breaking down... <laughs> The state um, as extremists, but that is what they, 
you know, their desire is to do that. How, and, how uh, is claiming legal aid breaking down the state? It's a step towards breaking down the state. How? I believe. how? You know, it's, it's costing the state money. Um, it's costing, you know, that, that £200,000 could have been put towards other causes that... Uh, well, the, but, but the fact that they've got their £200,000, that won't stop other people claiming legal aid if they're entitled to it. No, but it breaks down the, 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 the pot of money that the state has. Oh, £200,000 in the great scheme of things is nothing, James. It's nothing. Uh, well, when you look at the, 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 the people that are suffering in, in, in the country, um, it, it could go towards many different things. For example? Um, for example, the, the people that are suffering out, out of work at the moment that need training and development. Right. Well, £200,000 um, is, 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 again, it's, I know it's, it's a lot of money to you and me, of course it is, but in the great scheme of things, it's a drop in the ocean. And that money, if uh, Adebolajo and Adebowale hadn't claimed that £200,000, it would still be sat, it, it, it wouldn't be used to help people who are out of work. So that £200,000 is going towards um, them claiming to be uh, innocent because their their actions are um, in, 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 in aid of their faith, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that money's burned, isn't it? I mean, what, what value is that adding to the cycle? It's showing that we are a wonderful country that will allow people to uh, explore their arguments uh, in a court of law. Mm, OK. And also, if they... If they hadn't have had that money they wouldn't have been able to get a fair trial okay and then on you could argue on some moral level they would have won and there's also a chance they might have got off okay james i think i turned you there that was easy first one down who's second oh eight four five nine four double five five the argument that that money could have been used elsewhere well it doesn't work like that does it we don't spend £200,000 on them. It doesn't then get given to people who are using food banks, does it? It's, it's completely separate. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Now, something closer to home. Residents in Leighton Buzzard and surrounding areas are reporting incidents of being spat at by young men in a white van. Locals say the men have been calling them over, asking for directions and then spitting at them before driving off and laughing. Horrible. Well, Katie Wilkinson is a victim of this anti-social behaviour. Also joined by mum Janine Dixon-Wilkinson, who arrived minutes after the incident, this time in Houghton Regis. Good morning to both of you. Hello. Uh, Katie, we'll start with you. What happened to you on Saturday? Um, I was walking to meet my mum because she was picking me up um, from the pub, which was the King's Arms in Houghton Regis. And I was just walking down the road so it was easier for her to come and get me, so I was on like the right side of the road or whatever. Um, and as I was walking along... A van came along with some lads in. Um, They had quite a strong Irish accent, so I didn't really understand them at first, but they said, they asked me to go over, and they said that they didn't know where they were going, and they used directions, and they said they couldn't read or write, and they had the directions written on my hand, and I was like, oh, it's a shame, you know, I'll go help them. And so I walked over to the van, and as I got there, um, two of them leaned out the window and spat in my face and drove off laughing. So um, I immediately called my mum and she was already on her way. That's horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. How did you... Yeah, it's disgusting, Kate. How did you feel? Uh, Completely degraded. I was in shock. I was in absolute shock. I couldn't believe that another human being, after I'd obviously been, you know, kind to them and polite, could do such a thing to somebody else. When I'd not even been offensive or horrible or anything to them... 
spat in my face. Well, it's, it's, it's completely com- degrading. Well, it's, yes, I can understand it's degrading. It's also just completely spiteful, isn't yeah. it? Because you, 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 you have done nothing. Janine, when, when you got a call, when you got your call from Katie, uh, what was going through your mind? Well, I, <laughs> I, was, in, I was in panic mode because all I could hear was her crying down the phone and I couldn't quite work out what was going on. And, um, and so I, I just said, look... Gotta get off, get off the phone now, so I can get back round to you. So um, I hung up and drove around there, and she was in a terrible state. I, I, I just, I was, I was speechless. I'm, I'm silent, uh, uh, ladies, because I, I, I'm struggling to get my head around. What I'm struggling to get my head around this. What the kick is? What the fun is for them to do this? Well, they thought it was funny. I suppose, but uh, I can't see why, why or how. No, I, I can't. You know, listen, I, the, the people who graffiti, I don't like it. I can sort of understand what they're doing, you know. But to do something as cold and as callous as this... Maybe um, it's a power, power issue, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, maybe. Katie, I'm assuming you, you spoke to the police about this, did you, Katie? Yeah, we immediately rang them as it happened. Um, my mum arrived literally about 30 seconds after it happened and then I got in the car and immediately then we rang 101. Um, they took a statement from me and said that they would come either in the evening or in the morning to um, come and take another sta- statement and file the report. Um, they didn't come round, they just they rang me in the morning after um, and they took the report and they filed it. They said that there's nothing else they could do about it. Um, I did have a T-shirt with the saliva on it, um, so I had DNA evidence as well. Um, nothing happened, and then my friend tagged me in a post from Spotted Late and Buzzard with a picture of the exact same van on it, and other people have said that it happened to them as well. So I, I rang the police again, and I said, look, can you reopen the, the file on it because we've got some more information, and this is possibly the, the same van that did it. Um, we have the T-shirt still in our fridge because that's how you keep the DNA you Ooh, know, fresh, okay. yeah. apparently. And um, they, they would come round and collect it, um, to which they never did. So well, I don't understand why they wouldn't come round anyway, because that's an assault. Uh, well, apparently it's not categorised as something that's worthy of... Oh. Doing it's, not vol- it's, it's volume crime. Right. Paul, let me speak to my producer, Paul Scorns. Paul, have we spoken to the police about this? Well, we're, we're, we've got the police coming on later on this morning at 8.20, but um, the police say that they have uh, done some investigation on this already yeah. uh, and have several uh, sort of follow-up leads that they're trying. Um, but I, I hadn't realised that it wasn't classed as an assault. I would have imagined it was. Can we? I, I, think, it is classed, I think it is classed as assault, but it's a volume crime. OK, right, Stop listen, it. I know that we haven't put this to the police. Can we put this to the police? Can we get Katie on as well, in a are you around in an hour, Katie? Yeah, I'm around. Because we're going to be speaking to the police. I'd, I'd like. I'd, we'll, we'll see what they say. They may not agree to this, but I'd like Katie to speak to the police and find out why they've not been around. Because she's obviously upset. She's been in tears. I would class that as an. I would class that as an assault. Someone spits at you and degrades you in the street. I would be very disappointed if the. I think. Go on. What upsets me the most is the fact that if you get punched in the face, you're physically harmed. Mm. Um. 
if you get spat in the face, you're not physically harmed, but that can harm you emotionally. And I already have social anxiety, so I already find it really difficult to leave the house. Katie, if, if, if the police agree to it, would you be happy to speak to the police in an hour on the show? Yeah, I'd be happy. Right, OK. Katie, uh, Janine, thank you very much indeed. Let's, let's put that to the police, because I know we're throwing them on the spot and they might say no, which would be disappointing, but that, I, I think that's outrageous that the police didn't go round. Yeah. Well, they say that we've spoken to to the uh, local police in Later Buzz, and they say they've had a few reports of this, but um, they say not maybe as 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 many as have been sp- seen on the spotted Late and Buzzard page, which is what uh, Katie okay. was referring to. But that probably stands for reason. Perhaps not everyone has reported it, yeah. so that might be why the police haven't had so many numbers. Okay. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. Uh, it's seven thirty. Let's get the travel news now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Kempston, Bunyan Road at the moment is closed because of an accident between Elstow Road and Bedford Road. Also some recovery works taking place at the moment. The M25 heading clockwise, rather heavy moving, just around Junction 25 for Enfield. That's heading through the roadworks area. Anti-clockwise, very slow on the speed sensors between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 19 at Watford. Also queuing on the M25 between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And in Brickettwood, very slow moving on the sensors on the North Orbital Road just off the M25 and the Barnet Bypass slow moving on camera between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio Across beds, hearts and bugs This is BBC Three Counties Radio It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedford Hospital could be permanently downgraded, leaving it without any maternity services or any beds at all on site, according to documents seen by BBC Three Counties. British Airways is to be sued for damages over claims a Hertfordshire pilot sexually abused children in African schools and orphanages. And Milton Keynes Council say there's been a surge of homeless people needing bed and breakfast accommodation, with a 27% increase in a fortnight. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock has won gold at the Commonwealth Games as part of the victorious England team. There was gold last night for Hatfield swimmer Adam Brown, who swam the last leg as England won the final event, the men's 4 by 100 metres relay. Brown had to miss the birth of his first child in order to compete. It's a little gift for her and my wife. They've got great support in her family and... Uh, just for letting me be here uh, in the first place. Lots of other guys would have flown back home to and not missed the buff, but I wanted to stick it through for these boys especially. I knew I could be on a great relay team, but, I mean, to get the game's record, it was uh, a special gift for all of us. Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford is in tonight's long jump final and Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams goes in the first round of the 200 metres. In football, Watford have made their ninth summer signing with Nigerian striker Odion Igalo joining on loan from Italian sister club Udinese. The Hornets have a pre-season friendly tonight as they host Coventry with a 7.30 kick-off at Boreham Wood. Last night, Luke Guttridge scored on his Luton comeback in a two-all draw attempt at Colchester with Mark Cullen also on target. A second Luton side drew 0-0 at Boreham Wood. Milton Keynes Dons lost 3-1 at Cambridge with a goal from Tom Hitchcock. Wickham won 2-1 at Wealdstone with goals from Matt McClure and Sam Wood. And Graham Wesley's Stevenage drew 0-0 at home to Reading. Well, it's pleasing to come away with a clean sheet. I thought that was hard-earned, well-earned. I think in possession we could have been better. Certainly at set plays we've been you know, much better organised and much more threatening in the games that we've played. And our, our play 
created three or four very, very good chances and probably on the night we had the better chances in the game. In cricket, India will resume on 323 for eight on day four of the third test at Southampton. They're still 246 behind England and 47 short of avoiding the follow-on. Northamptonshire lost by 88 runs to Worcestershire in the one-day cup at Campbell Park in Milton Keynes and in the Minor Counties Championship, Bedfordshire's match at Norfolk ended in a draw. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So lots to talk about this morning. Uh, Fat doctors and nurses, does it make a difference to you? Don't bother me. Doesn't bother me in the slightest. Have they got the medical training? Yes, excellent stuff indeed. 08459 555. Fury, fury over the fact that the murderers of uh, Lee Rigby have claimed £200,000, over £200,000, in legal aid. I think that's brilliant that they're able to do that. I think it's great that they can do that because it shows that we win. We are better. We are a society that will offer to help those people and make sure everything is done legally and by the book. 08459 555. And also, we are just talking about spitting... Uh, they're speaking to um, uh, Katie, who was spat at um, by some horrible blokes in Leighton Buzzard. And I was surprised to find out that the police hadn't gone round. Well, John's on the line. Morning, John. Morning. John, am I right you used to be a police officer? Well, I've seen some prime officer, so I've got a little bit of input. Oh, so you're, you're, you're CSI then, are you? Well, yeah, kind of. OK, well, what's your take on this? Well... I mean, Bedfordshire Police, they've obviously got their difficulties at the moment. They should have at least gone round and seized the T-shirt, tell the lady to put it in the freezer, not the fridge. Um, Once that T-shirt is seized, there is potentially DNA evidence on it. Yeah. Uh, The the DNA is then, or the potential of that evidence is then sent up to a management committee and they decide if the constabulary is going to spend money on finding out whose DNA it is. And unfortunately, with spitting, as far as I'm aware, it's a common assault. So there's no broken skin, there's no broken bones, that kind of thing. So it's quite low down on the scale of right. of offences. I thought so, so, yeah. Potentially, they're going to decide, no, we're not going to spend a few hundred quid finding out, or potentially finding out who's, who's saliva is on it. Unfortunately, it all comes down to money and statistics and... If it was the ideal world, like on the television and CSI, then every single bit of DNA evidence would be analysed, but it's a cost issue. Oh, and we know the Bedford Police are... Um, <clears throat> they're in a bit of trouble financially, to say the least, and they've made cutbacks and they have to make a load more cutbacks. But I guess, John, if, if uh, this has happened to a few people, and if fe- people aren't feeling safe or protected... Um, and the perpetrators of this crime aren't being chased, then that is a failing by the police service, isn't it? I absolutely agree. It's a double-edged sword, unfortunately. Um, It's a failing to the individual, and it's a failing to the community in general. But, for example, if if CCTV catches a lorry driver pinching a miles bar at the services, do you then send a police car speeding up the motorway to try and catch it? Do you run checks on the registration? It's how much money does the police service invest in the crime of a theft of a 50-pence miles bar? Uh, this one is obviously more expensive with DNA analysis. Yeah. Um, so, 
if I if I if I if I was the victim of this offence, I would be jumping up and down, just making a a few more noises. Well, they've obviously spoken to yourselves, so yeah. that may help. Yeah. I mean, indeed, after this conversation and after this episode, if somebody's heard this, then somebody at a higher echelon may say, "Oh, well, we'd better send it off for analysis now." So, John, listen, I appreciate your your uh, time and your insight on this this morning. Thank you very much. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. You would be upset if you or your daughter or your wife or your husband have been spat at and you call the police and they give you a crime number take it, and then don't do much more. 08459 Mmm, Morning, boss. j Big issue, that one. In Big, Lace and Buzzard. Big issue mm. in Lace and Buzzard. It's horrible, isn't it? I was there yesterday, and it's, um, it's the talk of the town. because, really? of course, Yeah, absolutely. Because it, we're not just talking here about incidents of spitting. Uh, we're talking about um, incidents of, of, let's just say, um, certain things in bottles being thrown at people as well. Oh, yeah, no, we've heard about the urine being th- yeah, chucked at people. Yeah, it's yeah, um, yeah, absolutely yeah. horrendous. Uh, this Scum. white van going around the town. Scum. People are talking about it. And obviously now, uh, with us talking about it today, if anybody pulls over and says, what's the time, that, that that's the usual trick they're using, you know not to go near that van. Scumbags. I don't understand what the kick is. Uh, some antisocial behaviour, I can sort of understand why people do it and why they might get a buzz. I don't get this one in the slightest. Nope, and eggs as well, of course. Horrible. Horrible. Anyway, listen, fat doctors. Mm. Fat doctors and nurses, the front page of The Sun, waits up Doc. Uh, fat medics ordered to slim by NHS chief. You and I, uh, well, we disagree quite strongly on this, don't mm. we? We do. Because I think that uh, you need to practice what you preach. If you're going to be going to your doctor and you've got weight issues, it doesn't really help your cause if sitting opposite you is an obese doctor. How can that possibly help you? Wait, Where's the, the motivation? Well, no, the, no the, what you're doing there, Justin, is you're using your own insecurities and your own weakness is and you're planting them on the person set opposite you. If you're saying, I'm not going to give up smoking because my doctor's a smoker, yeah. or I'm not going to um, eat healthier because my doctor's a fatty, um, well, that, that's you're punishing yourself, mate, and you're using them as an excuse. But it doesn't inspire me, and if we are being told, like we constantly are, that in this country we have major weight problems. As a nation, we are getting fatter and fatter. Uh, doctors, of course, they are meant to be healthy. I just don't think it sets the right example for them to be overweight. But then again, why do I know? Well, not a lot, mate, on this one, it turns out. What have the people uh, on the street said? Well, um, I've been asking people this morning, Ian, um, do you care if your doctor is overweight? Here's what people had to say. Um, yeah, I do a bit because it's quite contradictive when someone's actually bigger than you and they're telling you, you know, you've got to lose this weight. And although it's their advice, surely they should be following it too. So as somebody said to you then, as your doctor said to you, you're overweight and your doctor was actually overweight themselves? Yeah, that's happened to me once before, yeah, and it was like really awkward. It's a bit contradictive. Surely you should be setting a better example. Because Ian thinks back in the studio that, that I'm absolutely crazy for saying that doctors should be slim because it makes absolutely no difference. But, but from your story, clearly, for you losing weight, it didn't really give you the motivation if your doctor opposite you is, is overweight themselves. Obviously, I don't think every doctor should be slim. If they could do their job, they could do it. But obviously, if their doctor specialises in, say, diet control, mm. and then they're bigger than you and they're not doing anything about it and they're like just sort of telling you to lose it, it feels quite contradictive. So, just lastly, the, the doctor that you saw, was that doctor a specialist in, in weight control then? Um, no, it wasn't a specialist, but she was, um, she like dealt with people that were overweight, so she did know quite a bit about it. And she was overweight herself? Yeah, she was bigger than me, yeah. 
They should, yes. I think definitely should be slim, yeah, because it's not setting a good example, is it? I mean, people are going in there because they're overweight and that, and then the doctors are saying so. Yeah. What's the difference? It'll make a difference. Doesn't affect their diagnosis if they're not slim, does it? I don't think it does. You don't think, think it sets the wrong example if they're overweight? No, why? Only if they tell somebody else the fuck. Not really, no. But it doesn't give the right perception to a large person because if your doctor's telling you to lose weight and he's big or they're big, then it sort of gives you a complex of, well, the doctor doesn't care, he seems to be healthy, then why should I lose weight? Typical daily report. No, nope, not at all. No, no. The word no, on the street, boss. No, typical daily report. No. You spent more time with the person who agreed with you than the fella who disagreed with you, mate. That's biased reporting. No, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because she had a very interesting story no, to tell. she agreed with you. No, but she had an interesting story to tell. That, In your you opinion, know, because no, it backed up your weak argument. You know, that, that, that was somebody, and I can say this if she's listening right now, um, she was overweight. She still is overweight. Now, if you're going to your doctor for inspiration and help, and that person sitting opposite you is bigger than you, how can that possibly help? No, because you're using your own weakness, no. your own insecurities, and you're projecting it on them, Justin. They're giving you sound medical... I don't care what their weakness is. I care what their medical knowledge is. If you said to me, you need to give up smoking, you're an absolute disgrace, and in the next sentence you then went outside and you lit up a cigarette yourself... What a well, sentence. OK, OK. But, but where, for me... where for me, where's the credibility? There is no credibility. If somebody's, no, pre- if somebody's preaching to you... You are ignoring the fact, Dealey, no, I'm that not their medical the advice is sound. It is sound. doesn't matter what mistakes they make in their life. doesn't matter how, how weak-willed they are. doesn't matter how flawed they are as a human being. Their medical advice is sound. And you can't use their own personal flaws to justify your own weakness. Mm, so if their own medical advice is so sound and so accurate, why don't they follow that? themselves. I think it's a bit of a cheek. I want to slap you today. No, I'm absolutely spot on. And you know what? You you will hear from many people this morning that unfortunately have had weight issues, and if they go and see a specialist and that person is bigger than them, I'm sorry, but but you're not going to take anything from that. Two two other things. Uh, Darren has tweeted me. Darren tweets regularly. I I have to say this. I always think he looks like Mr. Maker. (laughs) If there are any parents out there, you'll know exactly who I'm referring to. Darren looks like Mr. Maker. Uh, Darren says, now that Dealey mentions it, I did have an egg thrown at me from idiot Scott I'm in a white van about a month ago in Leighton Buzzard. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for that, Darren. What are you doing in the next hour, Just? Uh, whatever you want. I can talk about uh, weight issues. Uh, obviously, I've proved that uh, I'm right on this one. But uh, yeah, anything else, really? Do you know what? Page 16 of the Mail. Yeah. Take this one to the street. Father's Fury at £200,000 legal aid for Rigby Killers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Pat, stay there. I'll come to you after the news. And Adabalajo have received over £200,000 in legal aid to defend themselves in their case where they got convicted of murdering Lee Rigby. I, I think this is great that we have we have spent this money def- uh, 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 allowing these men to put forward their argument in a fair and legal system. I think it shows that we are far superior to them, we are more generous than them, and ultimately, we win. We have won mm. by allowing these men legal aid. £200,000, though. Of course, uh, we'll, we'll, if, you, if you believe the experts, as a nation, we're running out of money. £200,000 no. on that? Isn't that a waste? No, no. Couldn't no. that be spent on something better? Well, well, no, it doesn't work. Again, it doesn't work like that. Two things. £200,000 is nothing in the great scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Well, listen to the bells. 
nice. Uh, and that £200,000 would only go towards people in legal aid. It won't stop other people getting legal aid. It wouldn't have gone to help, I don't know, an orphan child or a blind man. That money was always going to be there for that purpose. So okay. no one has lost out as a result of it. OK, I'll take it to the streets. I, sh- I shall say no more. I shall uh, take it to the streets oh, and see it, what people say. There's a real tension between you and me today, Justin. Mm, I like it. Yeah, me too. See you later on. 08459 Pat, stay there. I'll come to you in a second. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello. On the Great North Road, heading southbound, just at the Black Cat roundabouts. And in Kempston, Bunyan Road at the moment is closed. There's been an accident um, between Elstow Road and Bedford Road, so some recovery work is now taking place. The M25 heading clockwise, rather heavy, just around Junction 25 for Enfield, where some roadworks are taking place. And very slow anti-clockwise between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 19 at Watford. Also queuing at the moment anti-clockwise between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and 16. The M40. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Nicola. 7.46, Wednesday the 30th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Hospital could be permanently downgraded, leaving it without any maternity services or any beds at all on site. That's according to documents seen by BBC Three Counties. The Bank of England is preparing to announce restrictions on bankers' pay, which could see bonuses being clawed back. And residents in Leighton Buzzard and Houghton Regis are reporting incidents of being spat at by young men in a white van who call people over asking for directions. Right, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. A fine and dry start right the way across all three counties. It's another fine and dry day, actually, and it's going to get progressively warmer. However, we lost a bit of humidity overnight last night, so it is just feeling a little bit fresher, perhaps for some a more comfortable night. have got a bit of cloud around this morning, but it's breaking up. We're getting the sunshine, and that's going to be the course for the day. Uh, the maximum temperature later, we're likely to get up to around 24, 25 Celsius, so perhaps just a little bit cooler. And we've also got a bit of a northwesterly gentle breeze which will help things cool down a little now overnight tonight a bit of cloud around we could get a spot of rain fairly unlikely but it's possible minimum temperature 13 celsius 55 degrees in fahrenheit tomorrow dry fine weather again feeling warm more cloud tomorrow afternoon but we're staying in the mid-20s around 24 maybe 25 celsius and that's your forecast Every weekday morning. My show's called The JVS Show. Nine o'clock in the morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. I deal with the consumer problems that affect people all over beds, hearts and bucks. And I said, well, I didn't come all this way to be looking at a broken down hotel. Those companies, those councils, those organisations that are letting people down. This guy turned around and said to me that they're not prepared to pay me and I said, so you're forcing me to take action. And he said, good luck and put the phone down on me. I get my teeth into them. Oh, Jonathan, I'll start crying soon. We don't know what to do. Deal with them and hopefully get results for you, the consumers. And it got so convoluted, I thought there's only one person who can sort this out. The JVS Show, on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Pat's in Houghton Regis. Morning, Pat. Morning, Ian. Sorry to keep you waiting. I wanted to give you a fair crack of the whip. What have you got for us, sir? Well, that 200,000 could be better spent, couldn't it? On what? Towards a referendum that this country's long been waiting for, capital punishment. Well, uh, 
uh, no, it couldn't be spent on that. Why couldn't it? Well, because y- you're naive if you think that they can just take £200,000 out of the legal aid pot and, and put it towards a referendum. It doesn't work like that. It's completely no, separate. I, no, you're just changing the sort of uh, tack on that. What I'm saying, no, I'm, what not, I'm, no, I'm not changing the tack, the principle. Let's have the principle of this thing. If we had capital punishment in this country, mm. they wouldn't even be getting that legal aid. Well, no, well, no they would have, because they still would have had to have gone through the legal process, Pat. The legal process, it still we wouldn't be paying for them... On and on for the rest of their lives. No, no, no. Now you're now now you're going off on a different tack. You're talking about um, the cost of keeping them in prison. The two hundred thousand pounds was the cost of them going through the legal system to get to prison. This legal system is upside down and geared towards the criminal. We all know that. No, no, no. no, We don't know that. Back on its head, and we had the money that these people were getting out of us that have committed the crime. It's about time it was put into another pot where we could actually then, sort our Pat, legal and justice system out. Pat, that's, that's very naive, because the money wouldn't be siphoned off into another pot. That that, that money is, is for legal aid. No-one has been prevented getting legal aid because of these gentlemen, and no-one is suffering unduly because of that money being paid uh, in legal aid. It's completely oh. separate. And also, oh. it proves... You, you're wrong as well when you say that the, the legal system favours the criminal. How on earth has the legal system favoured... These two gentlemen, they're going to be in prison for the rest of their lives. So we have won. But they're breathing. How have we won? You call them gentlemen as well, Ian. I don't know how you're going to call them. They're not gentlemen. But but you're saying that the legal system has let us down. In what way has it it let us down in this case, where two fellas uh, have been found guilty of a crime they committed and they're sentenced to prison pretty much for the rest of their lives? How has that let us down? Well, the government have let us down by not having a referendum. No, 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 not the government. No, Pat, Pat, a very specific question. How has the legal system let us down in this case? They let us down because they're breathing, these two people. These two people are breathing because of what they've done. It's wrong. Do you know how much a, a, a referendum would cost? Well, we had a referendum and proportionality when this last government come in, and that come out of the blue. How much, do you, how much would a referendum cost? I, I don't know the figures, but all I know is if you want the justice yeah. system to work in this country, right. give the people a voice. Yeah, how much you, you, you said let's put £200,000 towards a referendum. Do you know how much the referendum on the changes to the parliamentary voting system cost about three years ago? No, you tell me. Have a guess. No, well, I don't know. Three million? Four million? £75 million. Pounds. That £200,000 wouldn't even scrape the sides. Right. So they found £75 million pounds to change... Yeah. The, the parliamentary, whatever you're on about earlier, they can find another £75 million to satisfy those people in this country that want to see capital punishment back. But capital punishment... Right, right, right. You know that no-one's going to introduce capital punishment because it would, uh, it would be a complete vote loser. And what makes you so confident that the majority of people want capital punishment? Because that's why the, that's, the government won't give that referendum because they know that the people in this country will vote well, for it. Well, what makes you so confident that, the, the, that people would vote for it? Where do you get your well, figures from? Well, the figures are, when I talk to anybody about uh, what's happening in our country, no, you would get a, a negative response, wouldn't you? A negative response saying, no, I don't want capital punishment, I don't want... You ask your friends, you ask anyone yeah, well, you ask, about yeah, it. The, the thing is, Pat, we often uh, make friends of people who have similar views to us and, and, and have similar thoughts on stuff. So you asking your friends, do you want capital punishment? The majority of them, I would imagine, would say yes. Me asking my friends, would they want capital punishment? The majority of them would say no. We, we surround right. ourselves with people who have similar viewpoints on, uh, to us. Let's put it to the test, then. Why can't we have it to the test? 
and then it'd be finally, if it's gone against where capital punishment can't come back, that's the end of the matter. But they won't put it to the test. But, 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 people, but, but people like you would be unhappy if you lost that test. I, I wouldn't know. If I'd lost that okay. test, if the majority of you, I'd agree Capital with punishment that. doesn't work. You know that, don't you, Pat, though? Before, you know, before I go, because well, I have got to go, it, it doesn't work. Keeping people alive that have murdered people doesn't work either. Well, it does work. It punishes them for an extended period of time. Capital punishment does not reduce the number you of think, murders. Uh, you don't know that. Well, I do it, know that. We've got it now. Well, Pat, I do know that. Let me just think. Are there any countries... Where they kill people who commit murders. Um, oh, yeah, America. And do they have st- still have murders there? Oh, yeah, they have loads of murders there. The murder figures are on the increase in states where they have capital punishment. Pat, it doesn't right. work as a deterrent. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm going to disagree with you. Okay, you, no, Pat, you disagree with facts and statistics as much as you want, fella. America is, is living, walking proof that the capital punishment is not a deterrent. And that's not even got. We've not even gotten to the argument about the the innocent people that we've killed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I don't want to do in. Don't, I don't want to do the. Shall we have capital punishment phone in? Because then we'll be talking about legalising marijuana and sweets from the seventies. We ain't doing none of that. Right, let's bring it back to home. There's been a surge in the number of homeless people being put up in bed and breakfast accommodation in Milton Keynes. Last year, it was revealed the local council was the worst outside London for housing families in B&Bs beyond the legal limit. I'm joined now by Hannah O'Neill, the uh, Labour councillor in charge of housing at Milton Keynes Council. Uh, Hannah, this has been a problem for years, and it, it, it seems that Milton Keynes Council just isn't getting a grip on it, is it? I don't think we're not getting a grip. I think we're we're really starting to make progress in terms of how we can uh, support people in temporary accommodation. I think the issue is is the way Milton Keynes is is set up, we just haven't got the same access to temporary accommodation that other areas and older areas have. Well, you say getting a grip, but uh, again, I'll go back to the introduction. Last year it was revealed uh, that that Milton Keynes Council was the worst outside London for housing families in B&Bs beyond the legal limit. Mm. How is that getting a grip? Well, what we're starting to do is have a look at how we can get people out of B&Bs quicker. So looking at the supply, we've got lots and lots of uh, new properties coming on, online, uh, working with registered providers, uh, working with private landlords to, to increase the supply so we can get people out of bed and breakfast how quickly. Ma- how many Obviously, new properties have you got? Well, we've got a, uh, we've just um, worked with 12 uh, with Guinness over at Tattenhoe Park. We've got some more coming online um, in October. 12. Twelve, yes. And, and uh, how, how many people? Are, how many people are staying in B and Bs beyond the legal limit? And how many mo- people are in B and Bs in total? At the moment, we've got twenty-one um, with, who are in um, over six weeks with children, and we've got eighty-seven who are in B and B and annex so at the moment. But yeah, there's a long really way touch to go. It, does it? Yeah, you got. Well, I, I, I haven't finished yet. Sorry, uh, we've got twelve. We've just um, worked with Guinness on. We've yeah. got eleven more that we've. Um, we've there's been some legal wranglings over which are coming on board. Um, we've got um, thirteen new bungalows that are going to start to be handed over next month. So, it, it, you know, progress is being made. But obviously, these things don't happen overnight, and it's about really pushing forward. Um, and obviously, we've got a manifesto commitment to supply 200 new property, new council properties by, um, well, start building them by 2017. What happened to the £4 million that you were spending on new council homes? We, we've got 40 new, uh, we bought 40 new properties of those as well. Right. Do you think that's so enough? We, no, no, not at all. No, we, we're Progress has to keep moving forward because we can never stop the number of people that are coming through. We can never, we can never. There'll always be people needing to come to us. There'll always be people who are, who are homeless. When can we, we stop having? Home- when can we stop having families in B and Bs beyond the legal limit? 
as soon as possible. Is it tomorrow? When is that? I, I can't. I can't put a date on that. We only took control six weeks ago, so I'm, I'm trying to understand exactly where we are and what's been happening previously, and how we can really, really challenge some of this because it's not. It's absolutely not acceptable. It's appalling, and it's it's appalling that for however many years this has been happening in Milton Keynes. Um, but we took power six weeks ago, so you know we're not going to have been able to turn it around in six weeks. But it's my priority. It's absolutely my priority to get those numbers down. Are other councils outside of Milton Keynes still putting their, up their residents in Milton Keynes? Because that was happening, wasn't it? London councils were placing their overspill in MK. They were, and if I'm honest, I, I actually don't know. I don't think there is to, to the same extent they were, because it's not. I, I've not heard that, so I don't think so. OK, well, let's... let's yeah, so I always thought it was odd that councils would do that. They'd say, oh, we've got no room here, why don't you go and live you know, 30, 40 miles away. Hannah, listen, uh, it's good to talk to you, and I know you've only been in, in, in the job a few weeks. Let's maybe, yep. speak, in, let's maybe speak in a few months and, and see if yep. uh, progress can be made on this, because it is a yeah, big no, problem, please do. and we want to get Absolutely. it sorted. Excellent stuff. And we welcome the challenge on it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Hannah. Uh, very, very rarely we get a, a councillor coming on and saying thank you, so thank you very much indeed. What is going on with councillors? They're all being nice and accepting the challenges. I can't work with this framework, Paul. <laughs> I think they've all been on a course. I can't work. I, I think they haven't been on a course. I think that's the change. Ah, maybe that's they've it. not been on the course. Hannah, thank you very much. And she's right. They've only been in the, the gig for about six weeks. So we'll, maybe we'll speak to her in a few months uh, and see where they're going. Hannah O'Neill, Labour councillor in charge of housing at Milton Keynes. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking rather slow on the Great North Road, just around the Black Cat roundabout where those roadworks are continuing there. In Kempston, Bunyan Road is still closed. That's between Elstow Road and Bedford Road. Um, due to an accident that's happened there and some recovery work is now taking place. The M25 heading clockwise, very heavy around Junction 25 for Enfield um, in the roadworks area. And anti-clockwise heavy between Junction 28 for Brook Street and Junction 25 for Enfield. No reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Radio. Councillors have found my kryptonite. Not just being charming, in fact, not even being charming, because that doesn't normally wash with me. But kind of accepting the challenge, taking it on the chin. I can't, I, I have no... I think my work here may be done, dear listener. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines review targets downgrade of Bedford Hospital. BA to be sued over Harvardshire pilot and man accused over loot and shooting gives evidence. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Hospital could be permanently downgraded, leaving it without any maternity services or any beds at all on site, according to documents seen by BBC Three Counties. Those are the preferred options which have come out of an NHS review into healthcare services in Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes. The Mayor of Bedford is Dave Hodgson. With Bedford having a growing population and, and the hospital being rated highly by the regulator CQC, and yet we still see these massive downgrade proposals, we want to know how the scoring is done as well. I haven't found out how the scoring has been done, so that would be useful to find out, because have they taken these kind of things into, into account? British Airways is to be sued for damages over claims a Hertfordshire pilot sexually abused children in African schools and orphanages. Lawyers claim the airline bears responsibility because the alleged victims were 
assaulted by First Officer Simon Wood while on stopovers. 54-year-old Mr Wood from Potter's Bar died when he was hit by a train in August last year after being charged with various child sex offences. An inquest is due to be held into his death. A defendant appeared in the dock in Luton to describe how he asked a man to break the legs of his love rival. Shahzad Marouf said he asked Bernard Pillay to break Atif Ali's leg but had no intention of killing him. More from Jane Killick. The prosecution claims Shahzad Marouf and Atif Ali were in competition for the hand of a young Luton woman, Nazim Dad. It's claimed a car was deliberately driven into Mr Ali's vehicle to get him to get out to look at the damage, which was when he was shot in the left thigh at close range. 28-year-old Marouf of Selborne Road in Luton, 41-year-old Pillay of Uxbridge and four others deny conspiracy to murder. The Bank of England is preparing to announce restrictions on bankers' pay. It's expected the bank will change its code of conduct for City Pay to make it possible to claw back bonuses up to seven years after they're awarded. Milton Keynes Council say there's been a surge of homeless people needing bed and breakfast accommodation. The council has seen a 27% increase in a fortnight in the number of households in B&B and a 50% increase in homelessness interviews. Hannah O'Neill is the Labour councillor in charge of housing. What we're starting to do is have a look at how we can get people out of B&Bs quicker. So looking at the supply, we've got lots and lots of uh, new properties coming on, online, uh, working with registered providers, uh, working with private landlords to, to increase the supply so we can get people out of bed and breakfast. Residents in Leighton Buzzard and Houghton Regis are reporting incidents of being spat at by young men in a white van. Locals say they've been called over to the vehicle, asked for directions and then spat at. In sport, Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock has won gold at the Commonwealth Games as part of the victorious England team. There was relay gold last night for Hatfield swimmer Adam Brown and Watford have made their ninth summer signing with Nigerian striker Odion Igalo joining on loan from Italian sister club Udinese. The weather, another warm and sunny day, maximum temperature 24 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The town itself is it's absolutely beautiful. It's all about where you live. It's got history and it's uh, got modernism as well. And all this week we're featuring Harpenden. I find it a very friendly place, not threatening in any way. I like going to Harpenden, visiting my grandparents. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Dear listener, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm being challenged by someone called Left Watcher on Twitter. Their description, observing the motions of the UK's left, intervening when necessary. Wowzers. Busy show this morning. Lots of kind of different bits and pieces. It's bitty this morning. No, not Bitty McLean. So, what are we talking about? Right, let's have a look. Bedford Hospital, it looks like it's going to lose its uh, paediatrics and its obstetrics. That's pregnancy to you and me. It's not a done deal yet, but, 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 but. Following the medical theme, does it upset you if your doctors or your nurses are fat? There are calls for them to slim down, but surely... If their medical knowledge is sound, who cares about the the weaknesses that are in their life? 
And here's one that's got you very angry, and I, I don't understand why. The killers of Lee Rigby managed to uh, get their legal aid paid for to the tune of just over £200,000. That shows that we are a great, wonderful nation. It shows we are better than them. We allowed them to have a full and fair legal trial. How could anyone argue that? You want to get in touch? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Although I think for a lot of these stories, phone calls will work better today. Uh, so if you want to give us a call, uh, now is a great time and you, you stand a good chance of getting on before nine o'clock. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. So, big local story. Bedford Hospital could be permanently downgraded, leaving it without any maternity services or any beds at all on site, according to documents seen by BBC Three Counties. Those are the preferred options which have come out of an NHS review into healthcare services in the area. On top of this, the woman overseeing the review, Dr Diane Bell, yesterday left her post at the Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group. Well, I'm joined now by Dr Paul Hassan, who is the Chief Clinical Officer for Bedfordshire CCG. Paul, doesn't sound very good for the future of Bedford hospital does it good morning i think the whole point about this review is to ensure the future of bedford hospital as local gps in the clinical commissioning group and as leader of the clinical commissioning group we have been undertaking this review now since january and we have been giving regular updates on the progress of it to all our local stakeholders and our public and to this event uh, to this uh, uh, way. We had a stakeholder meeting last Wednesday where 85 members of the public came to a meeting in King's House in Bedford and we went through the progress of the review so far. Okay, you said and, to and, ensure uh, the future of Bedford Hospital. Absolutely. One of the uh, options, one of the leading options here would uh, be no critical care facility, no emergency surgical patients, no elective surgical daycare patients, uh, no inpatient medicals, no obstetrics, no paediatrics. That's not really saving a hospital, is it? That's that's completely downgrading. the, as we explained at the update, and the review hasn't finished yet, these are five options that have been taken down from 36, and we explained how we had got to five options realistically, that we have though, to explore further. Realistically, now, realistically though, the, fi- the five options, uh, the, the two score seven and six, the others score one, three and one. Realistically, it's those two options we're looking at, isn't it, Doctor? Not at all. As a GP, I want absolutely what is best for my patients and my 55 member practices, want is best for all of our 440,000 patients who live in Bedford Borough and Central Bedfordshire. Why have those two scored so high then? Um, Because financially... They, they uh, score better when you look at the national policy for how we have to financially okay. align them. However, However, this is not the end of the review. The review hasn't finished. This is an update. Those models are theoretical <coughs> models Here's that are being further explored okay. and, the, and putting in... Mat- I mean, it's complete nonsense to you. think we would not want maternity on well, Bedford but the, Hospital. The, the, the two... So are you saying, that, are you saying that, be- that maternity will stay there? I'm saying that I'm quite certain that maternity will stay on Bedford Hospital, on the site of Bedford Hospital. So you're saying that the two that are in the lead, options B and C, that have scored seven and six points, both say there'll be no obstetrics. Uh, You're saying that won't be the case? Well, 
as I say, these are theoretical models that we're taking away to work on further. The review is not yet finished. This is a progress report. I cannot see myself standing up on behalf of my patients saying we do not want a maternity service on ah, in bed. Well, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a difference between saying, saying, the, the, saying that and there's a difference between going along with the finances. And if the finances, it all boils down to money, doesn't it? And if the finances dictate that there can't be obstetrics in Bedford and it should be in Milton Keynes and other hospitals, then that will ultimately be the decision, won't it? There is no decision without consultation. In the end, and what we've been trying to do throughout this review, is show to people where we are. When we come to discuss options, we have to explain the various trade-offs involved in producing them. But I have to tell you that as a GP, I cannot see an event when there will not be maternity services in Bedford. Full maternity services? Full maternity services. The evaluation summary, you say it's, it's to do with money. That's only one of the... the uh, sorry, you said it was to do with money. You, you, I want you the did. best no, care you, you, possible. No, you said, it, you said it, the, these scores were based on, on oh, uh, the, finances. The, the finances yeah, will have adjusted said, those scores. Yes. As, as no, a you GP, said these scores, I want the very best no, services for our patients. You said these scores were based on money, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's one of the factors. It's also quality and sustainability, access to care and deliverability. Yes, absolutely. And yet those options without the obstetrics, without the paediatrics, still score the highest. Significantly, they score seven and six. The other three options score one, three and one. Mostly because of the emergency surgery issue. What does that mean? Uh, the fact that to run emergency surgery on lots of small sites is very expensive and non-sustainable because you need so many consultant surgeons to cover for 24 hours a day. What if someone um, is giving birth and requires emergency surgery, as, as occasionally happens? One would expect... Uh, in the midwife-led units that are run at the moment across the country, patients are selected as to the risk. Don't always and go by, but it doesn't well, always work, though, does it? It doesn't always work like that, and sometimes people have to be transferred. But we're not talking about that here. What we're talking about is that I cannot see a future for Bedford Hospital when there will not be maternity beds there. OK. Well, maternity beds there. OK. Yep. What, what do the, the rest of uh, the, the people on the board think? The people on... Well, the, what do the rest of your colleagues think? Are they also adamant? I, th I believe that my, mem the, my member practices and my member GPs are perfectly sure about that. However, we have to go through all the available options and then discuss them. So far, we haven't, the review hasn't finished. The review will go to our governing body, to Milton Keynes. Who governing makes the body. final decision? Decision about what? The decision that this report will come to will be, should we go out to a public consultation on some options for services for Who makes for the final decision about what happens to Bedford Hospital and Milton Keynes Hospital? Who chooses which of these five options gets picked? We don't know that these are the five options yet. That's my point. This is an update Who makes report. the ultimate decision what the happens to the hospitals? In, in, in the end, the... Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group governing body, Milton Keynes Clinical Commissioning Group governing body, and NHS England, the three commissioners of healthcare services in the area, will make a decision as to where they want to commission okay. services. This has cost a lot of money yep. uh, to, to choose all these options, and yet you, you're kind of now saying that actually these options might not necessarily be the, 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 the final choice. Why have you spent so much time and money considering options, which, which you are now saying aren't even the ones that you're considering? 
what we're talking about is spending, I think Monitor have spent three point, just over three million pounds on this review because currently uh, the two hospitals and the healthcare uh, across the patch are losing much more money each year. The review, the review is looking at all the options, and then we have to take into account local feelings um, and, and local um, interactions and decide on what is best for our patients locally. I'm still confused as who who makes the final decision. And also, you you, you're consi- you spent three million pounds on this review, two million pounds on the previous review, the health uh, healthier together review. That's five million pounds, uh, and yet you're saying that these options might not necessarily be what happens. It's absolutely, very confi- absolutely. It's very confusing. It sounds like a waste of money, then. Well, it sounds. Uh, well, I'm, unfortunately, I feel rather damned if I do and damned if I don't. At the beginning of the review in January, we promised to be as open about what was going on as possible and to keep people updated. Yeah, the scoring system and, hasn't been made public, in, has it? Yes, it has. It was discussed at the uh, public forum last Wednesday. It was discussed at our stakeholder we, we, group press, meeting. We, we were refused entry to. The press weren't allowed to. No, no. It was discussed. At, that was because some of the people there did not wish to be uh, on, 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 on camera who? or on the radio. Who? Um, the, the, who, didn't, who didn't wish to be? I don't know who. That was what I was so, informed. So not, of the 85 people, so not that's public. what I was informed. So not public, then? If the, were invi- if the press aren't there, then it's not public. People were invited to it, and we gave a long press conference afterwards at which your colleague was present. Um, before that, we also had a meeting with Bedford Borough, Central Bedfordshire Council, all the stakeholders, including the two hospitals, where all the details so far were worked through. That meeting took place, I lose track of time, but it was either... A, a week before, I think it was a week before the public forum last week, so two weeks ago. What happened to Dr. Diane Bell? Diane? I don't really like talking about employees of the CCG and no, public on the radio. I, I, However, Diane Bell is a really clever lady who was approached by another employer some months ago yeah. and took up the offer of a job so with them. So if she was approached four months ago, it just seems very yep. odd that in, in the middle of this uh, review that she's kind of left. And if people knew she was leaving four months ago, why was she allowed to continue? It doesn't seem very consistent, does it? Diane is part of a team. The review is not about Diane Bell or Paul Hassan or anybody else. The review is a team that's looking for the best She was, overse- she was overseeing the review. She was not overseeing it. The team was overseeing it. Diane was leading on writing the report, bringing together some of the findings within the review, but she was not leading it. She makes a very good spokesperson for it, and we're, of course, sorry to see her go. However, we understand that an ambitious person will take opportunities to further their career, and that's what Diane's done. While she's working with us, she does the work that the organisation asks her to undertake. This is the same in any organisation. How much has she been paid for leaving halfway through? Well, she gets her salary, which is, which is available um, in our annual report. Salaries are reported at the back. I think our annual report will be published... I can't remember whether it's just been published or is about to be published, but it will be published there. All right, Paul, listen, I appreciate you coming on. Finally, though, you, you can guarantee yourself the Bedford Hospital will have full obstetrics. 
I can guarantee that we are working to find the best care for patients and that it is highly likely that Bedford Hospital will continue to have A&E, hospital beds, and maternity we're still working on, but I cannot see myself standing in front of you or anybody else justifying closing down maternity services at Bedford Hospital because that would not be the right thing for my patients. Okay, so are you... I'm just just slightly (laughs) contradicting what you said earlier. Uh, Are are you saying that Bedford Hospital will have a full maternity unit when, when these decisions are made? We will be going out to discuss options, and those options, options will absolutely, well, when we come to public consultation, which we haven't done yet, will include Bedford Hospital having a full maternity service. OK. Paul, thank you very much indeed. Dr Paul Hassan, Chief Clinical Officer for Bedfordshire CCG. Your thoughts, please. 08459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Rather slow moving on the Great North Road at the moment, approaching the Black Cat roundabout and those roadworks that are continuing there. In Kempston, Bunyan Road is closed. Um, there's been an accident there, so recovery work's taking place. That's between Elstow Road and Bedford Road. M25 heading clockwise, looking rather heavy through the roadworks area, just around Junction 25 for Enfield. And very slow moving anti-clockwise on the M25 between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 19 for Watford. Also looking rather slow on the Barnet Bypass on camera, heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 817, 8.18, excuse me. It's Wednesday the 30th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Hospital could be permanently downgraded, leaving it without any maternity services or any beds at all on site. That's according to documents seen by BBC Three Counties. The Bank of England is preparing to announce restrictions on bankers' pay, which could see bonuses being clawed back. And residents in Leighton Buzzard and Houghton Regis are reporting incidents of being spat at by young men in a white van who call people over asking for Directions. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, if you've missed any of my last 50 years in broadcasting... Hello, good evening and welcome... Caroline South, Tony Blackbird here with you. A few more days isn't going to make much difference. On Friday night, I celebrated my broadcasting milestone with the whole of the country. I can say with my hand on my heart that Tony Blackburn is one of my favourite of all time. And if you didn't hear any of it, or did hear it, and want to hear it again, it's all available online for you. I just love broadcasting, I love radio. 50 years of me being on your radio. Warmest congratulations on your 50th. Well done, keep going, you you must get on to the century. Available until Friday at bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio. Who? JVS joins me in the studio. Good morning. Looking smart. Oh, thanks. I was told off by a member of my team yesterday because apparently I haven't been dressing smartly enough at work. Well, you, 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 you are a flea bag. And uh, I know that a lot of next your... flea bag now. Well, that has is that the case? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. No, no itching. No return of that. Problem. Lots of your clothes have been uh, in uh, deep freeze storage. They have. Yes. Dry cleaned. Or washed, burnt. Burnt. Uh, so you've managed to get the good stuff out now. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Flea free. You'll be pleased to know. <laughs> no itching. 
Good for you. What, what's on your show today? Uh, I like the story you've been talking about this morning about fat doctors and nurses. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, coming up this morning on the big phone-in, I'll be asking, should fat doctors and nurses be forced to slim down? The boss of NHS England says overweight health staff should lose weight to set a better example to their patients. He's discovered this week that 700,000 of his medical staff are either overweight or obese, and he's confessed that they need to get their act together. The NHS has to spend a third of its £100 billion budget on treating people whose fatness has caused them serious health problems. And, shockingly, and I didn't realise quite how bad Mm. our obesity problem in in this country is, two-thirds of adults in this country are now classed as overweight, whilst one in four are obese. Mm. So most people are fat. Mm. I don't understand what this overweight thing means. I mean, I I would would imagine that I I could possibly be classed as as overweight. I don't. Well, I don't know. I think these uh, tests are a little bit stricter than perhaps they need to be. We're not not all like big. We don't all waddle around like Americans, and yet those figures would imply that we do. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. Oh, I'm seeing a lot of fat people at the moment. I'm seeing. I'm seeing uh, more of fat people. Um, but I don't think I, I, I would suggest that, that that's a small minority that are really big fatties. Oh well, the massive ones, yeah. yes. Yeah. But but a lot of people now in this country are are big. Okay, they are bigger than they should be. I, I think you've only got to go to the supermarket and see it, and then you stand and see what's going on the conveyor yeah. belt. And there's, you know, um, well, I'm going to be asking from nine this morning whether fat doctors and nurses should be forced to slim down. I know you've been discussing this whole idea of whether it's yes. uh, it's better to set a good example to your patients. And I think that's probably quite right, isn't it? I mean, how can you take sensible advice from a doctor about your about your size mm. if he himself is fat? I mean, it just makes him look like a hypocrite. No, which... it, it makes him look like possibly a weak person who is damaged and has flaws, but the medical advice is still sound. You, you're not going to... If you've got a fat doctor and they say you should lose weight, for you not to take that advice on board just because they're fat is cutting off your nose to spite your rather rotund face. Yes, but if the doctor themselves isn't taking their own advice, yep. you think, well... Do I believe what they're saying? Do they really know what they're talking about? Because it's not as if I'm looking at the projection of a healthy person. So do I feel confident in this person's advice? Because you'd like to think that a doctor would have first-hand experience and would take more effort to make sure that they lead a healthier life. I would think... And we've got to move on in a second so we've got a guess. I would, I would, if I were a fat person and I had a fat doctor saying you need to lose weight, I would ask them why they haven't lost weight themselves. And I think they would share an empathy on actually how difficult it can be for some people to lose weight. Well, we'll discuss all of this this morning from nine. Should fat doctors and nurses be forced to slim down? I'd love your call on 08459 455 555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. This story. I hate this story. Residents in Leighton Buzzard and the surrounding areas are reporting incidents of being spat at by young men in a white van. Locals say the men have been calling them over, asking for directions, and then spitting at them before driving off laughing. Yeah, classy guys. Well, Sergeant Andy Rivers is part of the local policing team for Leighton Buzzard and the surrounding area. Joins me now. Morning, Andy. Good morning, Ian. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you very much for coming on. Are Are you obviously aware of these incidents? What's being done? What's being done? Where do I start? Um, the first incident came in on the 25th of July. 
um, involving a gentleman on a bike um, in the Billington area who had uh, what we believe is a tub of ice cream thrown at him from people within a white van, no further details. Um, we then had two further incidences on the 26th of July, one of those being Katie, and uh, one on the uh, 27th of July. Um, a difficult one, really, initially. We didn't have much to go on, but uh, through uh, Leighton Buzzard Spotted, which uh, obviously is something I follow... That's a Facebook page, isn't it? That's correct, yep. the Facebook page, something I follow. Um, obviously, that was jumping out at me very, very quickly. Um, four crimes over five days. Um, one of those being in Houghton Regis, which um, I didn't pick up until yesterday when it was mentioned there might have been one in Houghton Regis. Because I'm guessing some people... I mean, it's horrible and it's upsetting. And we'll speak to Katie Just in a second. It. She's been spat on. But I'm guessing some people might not th- might think it's not worthy of reporting to the police. Um, my stance on everything is make the phone call. No matter what it is, ring us. If we don't know, then I can't deal with it. And that's across the county. That's not just Leighton Buzzard. If we don't know, it needs to be reported. If we don't deal with it, then we should be able to give you reasons why. But it needs to be reported. Well, well, well you, you say reported. Some people do feel, as you know, Andy, that, that, that they report things to the police and they're not listened to. We spoke to Katie earlier on. Katie's joined us again now. Morning, Katie. Yeah. Are Morning, you there? Morning, Katie. Yeah. Oh, Katie, are you on speakerphone? Could you put it? Could you pick it up and hold it? Would that be possible? Because we can't hear I'm you very well. I'm not on speakerphone. Oh, I'm you, you need to get. You need to get a better phone then. <laughs> now, Katie, listen. You you were spat on, and it, you, you told us about an hour ago how upsetting and horrific it was. Luckily, your mum was on the way, and there's nothing better than uh, having a good word from mum when something's happened. Uh, but you you reported it to the police, didn't you? What happened? We reported it instantly. Um, as soon as I got in the car, we rang one hundred and one. Um, they said that they would either come over in the evening um, between the time that my mum picked me up on one o'clock or because it, cause it was a Saturday night and they had a lot of calls and you know, a lot of people that might have been hit or anything, um, they might come in the morning. They just, they never came over. They, uh, they ended up ringing in the morning and they took a statement from me then and filed the report. Um, I also made it very aware to them that I had a t-shirt that actually had some of the spit on it and um, they told us to put it in the fridge in a plastic bag which we did um, but they they didn't they just closed the case on that and they said there's nothing that really they can do and they're gonna um, just file the report but if I have any more information to get back in contact um, so when I saw the post on spotted late and buzzard I thought it's highly unlikely that there's going to be two sets of lads in two different vans that look exactly the same doing the same act. So... You know, well, I let's put that to Andy. Andy uh, first of all, I, I'm, I'm surprised, Andy, and I'm sure you can explain this, that, that uh, an incident like this, that, that a police officer didn't go out. Is that usual? Um, depending on the level of evidence that's available and the seriousness of the offence, um, crime reports are taken over the phone. And, and Katie's incident, although disgusting, and I have to say, with my 20 years' experience, it's one of the worst offences that I've suffered as a police officer, um, and it's something that perhaps um, is, is, is done to police officers where it shouldn't be done to members of the public, but that, that goes with the job. Um, I've researched all four jobs again um, this morning, and um, thank goodness there's been a, an officer in the case appointed which has joined up all four offences, which obviously then moves things forward from a, an isolated incident um, of a disgusting nature into four incidences. Now, what the OIC has told me today, and that's only this morning, is she's going to request that that T-shirt is collected from Katie um, by our scenes of crime team, um, where consideration will be given, and it will be consideration on the gravity of the offences and the community impact to uh, whether or not it's submitted to um, obtain potential uh, forensic evidence from the T-shirt. 
I'm just wondering how long DNA can last on a T-shirt that's put in the fridge, um, if, if it can last forever, because we got told that it's, it's up to, to a few days, and then we got told that somebody would come around the day after, then nobody actually got in contact with us. So I understand that there's a lot that needs to be done about it, and there's a lot of research into it. And, and, you know, I, I'm not in the police force, so I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But at the same time, we're kind of out of the loop, and, and it's us that's kind of in the centre of the situation. So it's quite it's quite difficult to understand what's going on. Andy, that, that that does seem like part of the problem that the, the victims are feeling a little bit left out, perhaps. Um, that, that's unusual, to be honest. Um, one of Bevershire Police's drive is um, customer satisfaction. I won't say we always get it right, but uh, I know we've improved considerably. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if something's gone wrong, it's about service recovery. And um, I say, I'm on the phone, I've researched it all. Although Houghton Regis is not mine, I'm not going to turn around and say, well, I only deal with Leighton Buzzard. I'm going to take all four on with the officer in the case. And um, we're going to see where we go with this. Now, what I will say is, from a positive point of view, the vehicle registration was obviously on um, the spotted site. Once I picked that up, um, there's some suggestion that it may be travellers. I'm not going to say that it is a travelling community. But what I did, um, not yesterday, the day before, is I went and visited every traveller site in Leighton Buzzard. I spoke to a number of uh, the families that live on the site who were very, very receptive towards me, I have to say. And they are absolutely disgusted with this behaviour. And if it is within their, from within their community, um, it will be dealt with. Um, and I've had that assurance. Um, we've had no further crime since the 27, which I'm, I'm over the moon with because yeah. it's a disgusting offence. And that vehicle, um, we placed uh, information markers on that vehicle um, only on um, Monday. Okay. And this vehicle was stopped yesterday at 16.23 hours in Aylesbury. Oh, We have details, or we hope to get details from Thames Valley Police of the people within the vehicle. Now, my only concern at the moment is to take this further. I will need some um, good descriptions and possible uh, the ability for identification. I I really remembered the guy's face that was um, on the side of the the van where I was spat at. Um, Is that the one that spat at you, Katie? Yeah, the one that spat at me. I, I remember thinking All right, that. Well, don't, 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 give us, don't give us any of that information. No, no, I, I, don't give, I don't give what they look like, but all I remember is when, when I was walking over to the van to think, if anything dodgy happens, right. I've got to remember what this guy all looks right. like. Well, Kat- well, Katie, on that basis, then we'll need a statement from you as well. So at the end of the day, I think what I need to do is, is get a police officer to come out to you at a convenient time, hopefully today, this, to l- take the statement. Um, to take the statement and seize that T-shirt. Listen, so we I tell do you what we're going to do. This is, this, is, this is great. This, this looks like we're making real progress this morning. Uh, Katie, I'm assuming you're happy to arrange a time to, to speak with an officer and, and give a full statement and a full description. Yes. OK, brilliant. Uh, Andy, listen, uh, fair play. You, you've come on and you, it sounds like you've been putting a lot of work into this. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, maybe we can have a, speak, a, a chat in a week or so or a few days and just see how things are going with this. I think the best thing to get me um, is on Monday, if possible, because okay. uh, I go away for uh, a week oh, and a half and I don't want to leave it too long. Anywhere nice? France. Look at you, eh? We're paying, com- We're paying you coppers too much. That's what that is. <laughs> we all know that's the truth. I'll plead the fifth on that uh, Andy, listen, I really appreciate your help on this. Thank you. Okay, not a problem. Excellent stuff indeed. Okay. There we go. That's Sergeant Andy Rivers, uh, part of the local policing team for Leighton Buzzard. Another story. It sounds like things are really taking shape here. Another story where action is being done. And fair play to Andy. Um, he's following this up. And if they've stopped the fellas, and if Katie gives an accurate description, well, then who knows? I should probably, for legal reasons, stop speaking about it. 08459 455 555 831. Let's get the travel. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Kempston, Bunyan Road is still closed at the moment due to an accident that happened a little earlier on between Elster Road and Bedford Road. At the moment, some recovery work is now taking place. The M25 heading clockwise, rather slow moving on the speed sensors, just around Junction 25 for Enfield. Anti-clockwise on the M25, busy between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Taking a look at anti-clockwise as well, heavy between Junction 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. And the it bypass heavy moving on camera between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. A leading member of the NHS review into healthcare services in Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes is pledging to keep maternity services at Bedford Hospital. That's despite the two preferred options now being put forward, leaving Bedford without maternity. British Airways is to be sued for damages over claims a Hertfordshire pilot sexually abused children in African schools and orphanages. And Milton Keynes Council say there's been a surge of homeless people needing bed and breakfast accommodation with a 27% increase in a fortnight. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock has won gold at the Commonwealth Games as part of the victorious England team. Come together well as a team, you know, been preparing for this together for a long time and uh, you know, for it to go well on a day in, a, in front of a crowd like this is amazing. There was relay gold last night for Hatfield swimmer Adam Brown. Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford is in tonight's long jump final and Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams goes in the first round of the 200 metres. In football, Watford have made their ninth summer signing with Nigerian striker Odion Igalo joining on loan from Italian sister club Udinese. The Hornets have a pre-season friendly tonight as they host Coventry with a 7.30 kick-off at Boreham Wood. Last night, Luke Guttridge scored on his Luton comeback in a two-all draw at home to Colchester with Mark Cullen also on target. A second Luton side drew 0-0 at Boreham Wood. Milton Keynes-Dons lost 3-1 at Cambridge with a goal from Tom Hitchcock. Wickham won 2-1 at Wheelston with goals from Matt McGlure and Sam Wood. And Graham Wesley's Stevenage drew 0-0 at home to Reading. In pre-season, yeah, you're trying to build something when we're, we're going up against established championship side in, in Reading this evening. They know each other, they know the way the manager wants them to play, they've been working together for a while now. My lads have been together four weeks and I think over that four weeks, bearing in mind we've got a lot of injuries at, at, at the same time as we're performing and we're asking a lot of players to do a lot of work this easy, early in pre-season. I think there's a good sense that you know there's this must be something strong together to get the results that they're pushing out. In cricket, India will resume on 323 for 8 on day 4 of the third test at Southampton. They're still 246 behind England and 47 short of avoiding the follow on. Elsewhere, Northamptonshire lost by 88 runs to Worcestershire in the One Day Cup at Campbell Park in Milton Keynes. And in the Minor Counties Championship, Bedfordshire's match at Norfolk ended in a draw. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 9. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Beginning to question my very existence here at BBC Three Counties Radio. So we've got councillors coming on, taking it on the chin, and saying, Oh, we'll have a look at that. We've had three in the last week. Three councillors coming on saying, You know what? We may have done something wrong. We're looking into it. We're doing our best. Okay, all right. And now we've got coppers coming on, taking on our stories and going, Yeah, we've been looking into that this week. This is what we're going to do. We may be making progress. What? How do I combat cooperation? 
I have no argument against people who admit they may have done wrong or agree to pursue things. I don't, I, I don't know how to work with, within those, uh, th- that framework. So I, I, I think uh, when my contract comes to an end at the beginning of September, I, that may be it. My, my work here is done. You need uh, a nice, friendly presenter. Because it turns out all the councillors and uh, all the police are now being nice and friendly to us. Excellent work, everybody. Thank you. Uh, lots that we can talk about in the last 25 minutes of the show. Uh, we can talk, carry on talking about the spitting. If, you've, uh, if it's happened to you, it's, it's disgusting and it's horrible. We can certainly discuss that. Fat doctors and uh, fat nurses. It's the front page of The Sun. Does it really bother you if your doctors are fat or not? I don't see why it should. If anything, if you're fat and your doctor says you need to lose weight, and they're fat, then they'll have more empathy with you. You'll be able to discuss it with them, the problems that they have gone through. You'll be able to learn from them. Some, dare I say it? Yeah, I'm going to say it. Uh, and I've not completely thought this out, so we've got 25 minutes to dissect this. I would suggest that fat doctors make better doctors. Because they know what it's like to be flawed. They know what it's like to maybe uh, face the abuse of being larger. They know what it's like to, to, to perhaps try to combat their weight and fail. I'm putting it out there. Fat doctors make better doctors. 08459 555555. Uh, we can also talk as well. I've sent Justin out about this and we'll speak to him before nine. Father's f- fury at £200,000 legal aid for rigby killers. The two chaps that killed Lee Rigby have claimed more than £200,000 in legal aid. I think it's great. I think it shows that we are a wonderful nation, that we can be generous of spirit like that, that we can allow people, allow people to have fair hearings in our British legal system. 08459 555 555. Dennis in Dunstable! Good morning, dear boy. Good morning, Vietnam! Vietnam. What? Uh, yes, I did see the film, yes, I did see the film. You don't, they don't... Good Morning Vietnam was yeah. a breakthrough movie for the uh, Mork actor Robin Williams, and it doesn't get shown that often, does no, it? No, no, it doesn't. I no. think people have forgotten about the war anyway, that particular war, because the Yanks have been hammered in two or three other wars since then. Yeah, yeah. Why is your phone being particularly noisy? Are you near a speaker or a hearing aid? No, I'm squeaking. Can you hear the cats on my knee again? Oh, flipping cats. You're right, Dennis. I'm absolutely superb. 65 years married today, but God. Not interested. I am. No, none of us are. No, 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 no. I am. No. Because I can't chase anybody else. No. Goodbye. No, stay there, Dennis. Don't go anywhere. Dennis? Yes? Now, listen, we have been getting... Yes. uh, We have been getting, um, well, I think they're prank calls... Well, this is it, and I think it's connected with you. Why? Have you been prank calling us? No, I have not. Do you I know? Don't s- do tricks like that. Do you know someone called Simon? Yes. Who's that? Simon is my uh, grandson. Say hello to Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello, Grandad. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary to you and you and Nan, Grandad. Sixty-five years. That's amazing. And thanks to the new great grandson. Yeah, no problem, Grandad. That's the easy bit, you know that. Yes. Simon, what I've got to ask, what's it like having Dennis as a Grandad? It must be really annoying. 
Well, it's actually great, believe it or not. Well, really? you can imagine, he's, he does a lot for your show and he does a lot for our lives, to be fair. <laughs> he, does, he, does he constantly bang on talking nonsense when he comes round to your house? Absolutely, yeah. of course he does. 65... <laughs> it doesn't save it just for you, you know. And, oh, well, I, I, I don't feel so special. And you, you, you're the one with the new little uh, kitty, are you, Simon? That's correct, yeah, he's two weeks old. Two weeks old?! Absolutely, wow. yeah. They, you, Three boys. Us butchers only make boys, you know. Is, is that the case? <laughs> it's, it's something to do with the meat. I won't take that la- line any further. You forget how airs, you forget how, the throne. you forget how tiny they are at two weeks old. They're wee, aren't they? Well, he's still nine pounds. He, he's well and healthy, is he? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was a healthy nine pound, and he's uh, he's doing really well. Oh, Mother and baby doing really well. Mummy's really tired. That's clear bond. Yeah, she's. Uh, She's doing really well, up through the night, up through the day with the rest of the kids. Three under five, she, she deserves a medal. Well, that, yeah, putting up with, with Dennis as well. Dennis, you Absolutely. must be very proud of Simon. I am, of course. I'm proud of all my grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and my sons particularly. And it was, was it Wynne's birthday yesterday? It was, yes. How old is she, 98? Well, she's been 21 for eight to 80, <laughs> 67 times. <laughs> Dennis, listen, 65 years being married is uh, a significant time. Give us your, your one tip to anybody who's kind of newly married or, or struggling out there. What's your one tip for staying together? I don't know. Partly because I'm too idle to run away. <laughs> that, that might be it. Listen, Dennis, enjoy yeah. your day. Thank you very Lots much. Lots of love to you and Wynne. Bye-bye. And Simon, nice to talk to you, mate. Thanks for coming Thanks on. Thanks very much, Ian. There we go. Lovely Here we... Take care. Have a lovely Bye. day. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. There we go. Isn't that sweet, you see? We don't often indulge in niceness, but uh, today I think we can. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if uh, you want to uh, give us a call about any of the things that we're talking about. I do think it's great that we've spent 200 grand on uh, legal aid for the, the killers of Lee Rigby. Not in any way condoning what they've done, not in any way celebrating what they've done. Of course not. It's a heinous, horrible, horrific crime. But it shows to me that we are superior to them in morals and ethics and the way we treat people. We have allowed these two chaps to uh, have a fair and legal hearing. And I don't quite understand. It's created a furore on Twitter, the fact that I've said this. I don't quite understand how anybody could object to that. They have been sentenced legally. They'll appeal. Fine, OK. £200,000 as well in the great scheme of things. It's nothing. It's nothing. And the people coming up with the nonsense argument. Oh, well, yeah, what about the, uh, the poor families out of work? What about them? This money would not have gone to them. Nobody has lost out because this £200,000, a mere drop in the ocean, has been spent on Michael's Adabalajo and Adabawale. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. It seems to me, if you believe... and There's, there's an argument that because legal aid has been cut back, there is an argument that legal aid should be reopened to everybody, but that's for another day. It seems to me, if you believe in the British legal system, if you believe in fair and open trials, then these two fellas should have had this money spent on them. Shouldn't they? I don't see how you could argue against that. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. We'll speak to Dealey in a bit. Dealey's been out and about 
getting word on the street. It's that thing, of, isn't it, of, of trying to overcome... Don't believe your first thought. This is a philosophy I'm desperately trying to live by, and it's hard. Don't believe the first thing that pops into your head, because generally it's going to be wrong, or it's going to be a knee-jerk reaction. Now, knee-jerk reactions... They don't come from a place of thought or intelligence, do they? They don't... Because it's a a reflex. Because it's a reflex. (laughs) They don't come from a a place of uh, intelligence or thought. Have your knee-jerk reaction about this story, please. But before you pick up the phone and and dial and call in to talk to me about it, try and then progress on to your second thought, your second reaction, which comes from a place of thought and intelligence. Spending £200,000 on Adebowale and Adebolajo's legal aid shows that we are superior to them and it shows that we are winning. We are winning. Because we're not resorting to their violent, uh, aggressive, ill-thought-out acts and arguments. It shows that we are superior intellectually, emotionally and judicially. Is that a word? It may be, but I think I might have said it wrong. 08459 four double five five double five. Last 15 minutes of the show. If you give us a call now, you stand a good chance of getting on. And do you want your doctors to be slim? I put it to you, dear listener, that fat doctors make better doctors. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still rather slow moving on the Great North Road, um, just at the Black Cat roundabout where those roadworks are continuing. In Kempston, Bun Road still closed um, after an accident between Elstow Road and Bedford Road. Recovery work taking place at the moment. Rather slow moving on the M25, heading clockwise just around Junction 25 for Enfield. Some roadworks are taking place there as well. Anti-clockwise on the M25, rather heavy moving between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also, stop-start between... Junction 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Don't forget, if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Just a suggestion from the producer of the show that we maybe incorporate that as uh, kind of the catchphrase of the show. I think there's something in it. And I think maybe, Paul, if, if you agree with this... Yeah. Um, we should send Justin out tomorrow. Just, just saying that to people, yeah. getting their reaction. Yep, absolutely. If you, what is it? If you, if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Thank you very much indeed. Eight forty-six. It's Wednesday, the thirtieth of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A leading member of the NHS review into healthcare services in Milton Keynes and Bedfordshire is pledging to keep maternity services at Bedford Hospital. The Bank of England is announcing restrictions on bankers' pay, which would see bonuses clawed back up to seven years after they're awarded. And police are investigating after residents in Leighton Buzzard and Houghton Regis were spat at by young men in a white van. We'll speak to Lynn in Hemel and Justin and maybe you in a bit. But first of all, let's get the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a fine, dry start to the day. Bit of cloud around, particularly through parts, well, really across all three counties at the moment, but it's fairly high. We're getting some uh, kind of dappled cloud in there. We're getting some sunshine behind it. It will break up. We'll get some lengthy sunny spells and it's going to feel quite warm. Not quite as warm, however, as yesterday. We have developed a northwesterly breeze overnight and we've lost a little bit of humidity. So it's feeling that little bit fresher today, but the maximum temperature getting up to around 23 Celsius. Overnight, it's looking largely 
dried, some clear spells, light winds, minimum temperature 13 Celsius for tomorrow. Again, more in the way of sunshine first thing tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll start to see a bit more cloud develop tomorrow afternoon, but the maximum temperature staying maybe in the mid-20s, 24, 25 Celsius. As we head towards the end of the week and into the weekend, things turn progressively more unsettled and increasing our chance of a shower. That's your forecast. Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they start introducing American-type sentencing like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Give us a call now, 08459 455 555. Two stories, fat doctors make better doctors uh, and legal aid given to the killers of Lee Rigby. Lynn's in Hemel. Morning, Lynn. Good morning, Ian. What do you want to say? Well, at the risk of you belittling me, um, I do agree with what you said. Yes, it's wonderful that we live in a fabulous country and you can put through an appeal and it gets paid for. But in this case, it was a public execution. Did you, see, was... did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Okay, I how do you know? I... Because it was reported by the BBC. Yeah, but we didn't see it. We didn't see it. But many people did, didn't they? I don't know. I've not spoken to those people. Well, we yeah, know... I know you're doing exactly what I said you're going to do. You no. won't listen to me. You're just going to belittle me no. and make me look stupid. No, Lynn, I'm not belittling. It's interesting that you think when someone offers an argument that, that, that it's belittling. Not in the slightest. Uh, but I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. What I saw was a young black lad with blood on his hands carrying a, a butcher's knife. That's what I saw. I don't know what happened before or after as I wasn't there. No, and I wasn't there, but no. the BBC, which I have a great deal of faith in, reported it. And there were women, weren't there, there that but had I... their reports where they tried to... Yeah. They tried to stop them and help them. Well, exactly, but but what you're telling me at the moment is hearsay because I don't know. Uh, and you, you can't sentence two people to uh, life imprisonment simply on hearsay or news reports. You can't bypass the legal system. There were people that saw it happen just because what? I didn't and you didn't doesn't make witnesses. it any less real, does it? There were, there were witnesses there. Exactly. Exactly, but, the, they, but they still have to go through the legal process to, to be found guilty. You can't just say, oh, there were loads of people there that saw it and filmed it on well, their mobile. Well, didn't they go through the legal process and be found guilty? Well, yeah, that, and that's where the £200,000 has gone. And what I don't understand is, I say I agree with you in some part, but they were witnessed doing it. Apparently. And I think, what do you mean, apparently? There were several witnesses. Well, I don't, I've, not, I've not studied the case in great detail. As I say, my news comes from the BBC. So the BBC... But you, you should question... They're liars, are they? No, not at all, but you, do you not question? I question all the news I read and hear. I don't question something... Oh, I do. ...that's 
I don't question something that's reported by the BBC. I would. Wouldn't, wouldn't, well, you might do. That's, you're very, you're very um, argumentative. No, you no, no, not at everything. all. No, I do question everything. You say that as though that's a bad thing, Lynn. I question everything. Of course, I question what I read in the newspapers. I question what I see on the news. I question what I hear. I question what I hear Simon saying in the news here. Because I'm it's, not it... saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that I can't. I don't understand your attitude on this. To be honest. Well, the attitude is that they, they had £200,000 legal aid, OK, to, to go through court. You, you appreciate they had to go through the legal process to be yeah, sentenced. No, oh, I understand that. And then where's, where's your beef? My, my thought was that they were now questioning it yeah, and they're appealing. appealing. They're appealing. And I thought that's what the money was going on. No, no. So how... There'll be more money spent on the appeal. Why would they appeal something? Because they're, so, they're in prison for the rest of their lives and they are going to be well bored. So they, they might as well. And, and the beauty, again, of the legal system is if you disagree with a judge's decision, you're allowed to question it. And that's great. And yeah, we can't I, exclude I them. That. We can't exclude them. We can't be but selective. It was, it was a public execution. OK, but they are questioning the length of their sentences. Which they are, uh, Liam, we're going around in circles, but they are legally allowed to do that. We can't say, ah, we don't like them, so we're not going to let them question it. We, we, but these ones we're not so so disappointed with. Has Marie gone? Have we lost Marie? OK, that's a shame. We, we had, uh, Marie, we wanted to speak to you because apparently you weren't very happy. Do come on the air, 08459 555 555. Justin. Morning, boss. Good morning. It's, it, listen, it's an inflammatory one. Of course it is. Mm. Um, but I, I do genuinely believe the fact that these two chaps have had £200,000 legal fees to get through court. Listen, we know it was a public execution. If we accept that uh, at the face value, they still have to go through the legal process to be sentenced. You can't avoid that. Mm. Uh, and they are well within their legal rights to appeal their sentence. If you say they're not, then that means that everybody has to be excluded from appealing. I know what you're saying. Um, I've been on the streets this morning. I've given people the facts. Um, £212,000 was spent on legal aid. Yep. And I asked people for their reaction. Uh, are you ready for this? Because th th there's one word here which you will hear quite a few times. Yep. Here's what correct. people had is, to is say. The word, is the word correct? Uh, no, it's not. Ah, let's have a listen. I think that, that's disgusting. It's terrible. Really terrible that, that they could get that. They should have been hung, quartered and drawn. Not getting money. I wouldn't even attain them to the court. They should have been chained inside and shot for what they've done. Definitely. That's a bad subject, really. Really. Really upset you, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Alright then, Jeff. Okay, I'll leave you here, thank you. I think it's diabolical. And then they get they're doing things like that and they're getting paid for our money for it to look after them. It's it's wrong. Disgusting. Disgusting. It is disgusting. That's what I think. It's absolutely fascinating because as soon as I mention that to people, but like yourself, your face has just completely changed. Yeah, I, I, I just feel feel the same as what other people feel. Disgusting. I think it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I don't think anybody should get legal aid like that. You know, why, why should we pay for guilty people? You know, it's as simple as that. I don't want to go into it too much because I'll start losing my brag with it all. You know, but I think it's absolutely disgusting. I think the father's right what he said. I mean, Ian back in the studio is saying that, that we've won because hopefully they'll never come out of prison. We've gone through the correct legal procedure, so effectively we've won as a nation? No, I don't, no, I don't agree with that either. How many people have been found guilty of murder and they haven't cost us £200,000 in legal fees? 
So how have we won? We've lost. We've paid out money for two guilty people who were seen guilty on the streets. So why did it have to go to legal aid? Any other person wouldn't have got it. Not for that. It's just pure butchery. And, and they get legal aid for it. And, and then someone says, we won. No, sorry, we've lost. No, well, the gentleman's wrong. Everybody in that situation would have got legal aid. Anybody else who had been guilty of that crime would have got legal aid. And that's the beauty of the system. And because, listen, I wasn't there, Justin. I didn't see what happened. Yeah. All I saw was the footage of one of them covered in blood, holding a knife. Mm. Our minds fill in the blanks. I didn't see what happened. They had to go through the legal system. All of the evidence had to be presented in court. They had to have a fair legal representation, and that cost money. You can't just sentence people because yeah. loads of people filmed it on their mobile phones. I know, I, listen, I hear what you're saying, and to a certain degree, um, I do actually agree with you, but I think what what's irritated people like Lynn and, and people on the streets this morning... Yeah was the fact that that this, of course, was such a public execution. And we are talking about a vast sum of money, over £200,000. People go out, they work very hard for it. Uh, They've seen these images, and they're just not happy about it at all. They're really not. Uh, Justin, uh, uh, what what we've heard there, and of course all these people are entitled to their opinions, what we've heard there is the knee-jerk. Yeah. The knee-jerk. And to be fair, Ian, that was it. You know, I went out this morning, I said to them, "Okay, here's the facts, what's your initial reaction? Later on, um, their opinion could change, but I very much doubt it. Uh, Justin, Mm. I I know quantum leaps here, quantum leaps, but Mm. uh, this new slogan for the show, Paul, remind us what it is. If you hear a whisper... Give us a shout. Uh, You're not so keen on it, mate. Uh, Yes. A little bit dismissive. I wasn't at first, but I think it's... Well, Paul puts forward a great argument. Paul, put your argument forward for it. Well, this all came from our uh, programme last week, Ian, where we spoke to the lady from the Cliff Richard fan club. And she was saying that the motto of their uh, newsletter is, if you hear a whisper, brackets, about Cliff Richard, give us a shout. Now, we're not being so selective, (laughs) are we? We're not being so selective. This doesn't exclusively uh, linked to Cliff Richard. I mean, In fact, some of the whispers about Cliffy, probably best that you don't shout. Yes, you yes. don't shout about that. But if the, 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 the theory behind this is, if you hear a little whisper about anything going on, little story, mm. give us a shout. Justin, so, I thought this would be up your streets. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Um, today, I am smart for harps. Um, I'm going to be later on, live in Harpenden, in my uh, new smart outfit today. I'll take this one to the streets, yeah. I'll uh, get reaction, and maybe I shall get people in their poshest voice in Harpenden, of course, which is very posh, um, to uh, say that slogan for us. Definitely get some slogan, get them to say that, and we can put that in hotkeys. I think that'll be great. Local Excellent. and vocal, local mm. voice is always great. Um, but what I, I think a nice little Vox package might be you going up to people and just saying, if, what is it again, Paul? Sorry. <laughs> if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. And then just putting the microphone in their faces and, and, and just seeing what, the, what they, their response is. We yeah. might get some great local stories. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe. You might get some great local stories, Justin. Mm, yeah. Cheers, boss. Yeah, thanks very much Bye. indeed. Excellent stuff indeed from uh, J-Dog today. So, well, the, the motto of the show is, if uh, if you're shouting, you should be whispering. No, no. No? No. If you hear a whisper... Shout it. No. If you if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. By the way, I've just been reminded, Kelly, we, I don't think we've spoken to you today. Hi. How are you doing? Great. Thanks very much. Bye. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
still rather slow moving on the Great North Road approaching the Black Cat roundabout at the moment. And in Kempston, Bunyan Road still closed um, following the accident that happened earlier between Elstow Road and Bedford Road. Recovery work is still taking place at the moment. Very heavy moving on the North Orbital Road um, just around Junction 21A for the roundabout. And heavy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. Uh, take a look at the A1 at Watford Way. That's looking heavy on camera heading southbound between Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. So, if you're out there and you're shouting, then you should be whispering. Is that right, Paul? Have I got that right? If you Right, no. Go on. If you, if you hear a whisper, yep. right, give us, this programme, a shout. The chocolate bar. Oh, for goodness sake. JBS is up next. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, should fat doctors and nurses be forced to slim down? The boss of NHS England says overweight health...